This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today's Tuesday. It is August 30th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, the school district of Philadelphia says 100 schools will dismiss early Tuesday and Wednesday because of the extreme heat. Officials say the schools do not have sufficient cooling systems and will dismiss three hours early. A Philadelphia school district teacher shared a photo showing the classroom thermostat at 90 degrees. The teacher, who did not want to be identified, said students were dripping in a pool of sweat and couldn't focus. The district said officials were monitoring the rising temperatures inside of the classroom on Monday. According to the district, roughly 500 air conditioning units were installed at several schools this summer. Officials are still working to address the remaining schools. All after school and sports activities taking place at the 100 schools will be canceled. All other schools and the district administrative offices will continue to operate on a normal schedule. They say all the eggs in their science incubators hatched. (laughs) This is crazy. Nice little yeah. flock of chicks for the start of the school year. This is like they just start and then already getting out early. I guess it's a way to ease them into school, too. Though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We realize the early dismissals, especially those made the day before, can present challenges for many families. Please know that these decisions, decisions which we do not make lightly, are already are always made with the safety of our students and staff as our top priority, the district said. <laughs> there are growing concerns about a TikTok challenge that is leading to Dozens of car thefts in the region. This is insane. It's crazy. Yeah. Authorities say the thieves are targeting Hyundai and Kia vehicles. At least five were stolen from one section of North Philadelphia over this past weekend alone. Investigators say that this is part of a TikTok challenge that teaches people how to start Hyundais and Kias with the use of a USB cable. According to police records, at least 35 were stolen across the city over this past week. Investigators are warning the owners are warning owners of these cars to take added precautions, including parking in well-lit areas. Areas and using steering wheel locks if possible. So we're imagining that there's some port in the car that allows you to access. Yeah, I, I don't know. Look it up USB. on TikTok, right? Yeah, because that's uh, what everybody's doing. Hey guys, this will be fun. Let's go steal Let's, a car. Yeah, yeah. Grand yeah. Theft Auto. <laughs> Are we going to start seeing clubs again? The clubs were all the rage for a little well, while so they there. Said, put a steering wheel lock on. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. The club, club. Is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I thought you were talking about like like a nightclub. Of people getting yeah. together and stealing cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little <laughs> car stealing Grand Theft Auto Club. No. Oh, Fast the and Furious. Yeah. Okay. In a previous statement to 6ABC, Kia said that they are aware of the rise in vehicle thefts in our area, but that new models and trims have an immobilizer applied. It also said all Kia vehicles for sale in the United States meet or exceed federal motor vehicle safety standards. The lines of Philadelphia International Airport from the tarmac to the ticketing desk and security checkpoints are expected to be very busy this holiday weekend. Officials say they're bracing for the busiest Labor Day since 2019 with roughly 480,000 travelers either departing or arriving through their gates. Airport officials say the peak travel days for the holiday weekend this year will be Thursday, Friday, and Monday. Yeah, good thing I don't know anybody flying out on Thursday. <laughs> Who's going? Wait, who, are you no. going somewhere? Oh, jeez. Yeah. But this time, <laughs> direct flight to oh, West Coast. There's a big difference. Oh, I flew direct when I visited my dad, and I didn't have any issues. Oh, so yeah, you, I, I was flying direct back from Florida. No, I'm had, screwed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Missed my flight. I have zero after. Maybe you both should go visit my dad. It's a lot easier. <laughs> 
Uh, Labor Day travelers are being asked to make plans ahead of time to ensure a smooth, as smooth of, as possible uh, experience. All right, Nick, so here's what airport officials are suggesting for you. Dress like uh, a pilot. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right? And walk right <laughs> He's in. He's going to do all the right things. It's not on him. It's on the airlines. Well, here's what they're saying you should do to uh, make this smoother. So get a ride to the airport as on-site parking in the garages uh, and the recently reopened economy lot will be limited. So you're saying go to the airport. Go, right. Nick. All right. Get yourself to the airport. Step one. Step one. Don't wait for the plane to come on my driveway. And have a good, hearty breakfast. Okay? Check the weather, Nick. Exercise even if it's Even if it's clear here in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's because storms in other cities can affect Hang arriving on. and departing right. flights in Philadelphia. Are you saying if it's nice here in Philly, it can be not nice in other cities? <laughs> yeah. All right. That's Keep what going. they're suggesting. Uh, and then get to the airport two and a half to three hours early because the lines are expected yeah. to be lengthy. That's for domestic? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yep. I... I won't bring it. Uh, I won't bring any uh, uh, luggage to check. You know, I'll bring a carry-on. Just bag. hang on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. don't do that. But no, make sure just... you get there early so you can wait there extra long as well. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, so your five-hour delays and buy tickets on two separate airlines that are going to the same destination <laughs> as well. <laughs> just just to cover your bets. Yeah, I'm heading out to uh, Seattle. I'm going to see Dave Matthews Band at the Gorge this weekend, which is something I've never done before. Um, and Steve, I did. I uh, direct flights to yep. and from Philly, so we'll see if that um, bears fruit or not. I, well, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Thanks, Nick. Do you have? You're t- owed a good trip. Do you have TSA pre-check? I do not. Oh, oh God, why? I don't know. You, you know do what? I thought about doing that, but I, I fly once a year, it doesn't twice matter. a year. It's, it's like 80 bucks or something like that. Here's I what you do. quite see No, it. but it's not, it's not $80 a year. I thought it was. No. I, what is mine, it? Mine expires next year. I've had it for 10 years. Wow, 10 years, man. Shut up. For real? 10 years, man. I've, 10. I thought you would have to renew that thing yearly. Uh, mm. It's not yearly. I don't, mm. and I don't think I've, what maybe was, I renewed it once in that time. What was the charge? Okay. Uh, I have global entry, so I'm right. not exactly sure. <laughs> she can come, go to other planets. <laughs> I can, yes, I can go to other planets and I don't have to wait in the line when I get there. <laughs> right this way. Uh, no, it is like... For Welcome to Jupiter. <laughs> Preston, even the few times you fly, it's for that that price. Uh, it's worth it. It seems good. Me. I and thought about doing it, but uh, I thought it was a yearly thing and I didn't think that I flew enough. So. Once you okay. get cleared on it, then get your suppressor, your silencer for your pistols, too. Yeah, right. You filled right. out all the same paperwork. All right. It says uh, it lasts five years. All right. Okay. And, and I looked into it, and roughly at the time that I looked, it was around like an $80 charge yeah, or something some, like that. Somewhere around there. Okay, that would be worth it then. Yeah, it's been okay. no secret lately that airports and providers have been having a tough time with delays. Travelers were unanimous on one thing, TSA pre-check, saying it's more than worth it when getting through the crowded airport. What if you just uh, flash a 20? <laughs> I don't think that works. Yeah. Uh, look at... Uh... <laughs> Ding. Right this way, sir. Right this, yes, again, Casey. Right this way. Oh, sir. Here's my TSA pre-approval. Right this way, Mr. Froman. Ms. <laughs> Romano, welcome to Saturn. I do feel a little like when you walk through, you're like, oh, I feel so bad for everyone in that line. But, but then you get over it real quick. Real quick. Yeah. Real quick. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. All right, in sports this morning. The f*** is that? Al 
Albert Pujols continues to climb the all-time home run list during his final... Oh, my God. No, that's not the story that what? we let off with. Where uh, is the first story? I was wondering story? why you didn't stop oh, the Phillies. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Where? I mean, there is an Albert yeah. Pujols story in there, <laughs> there but totally we started is. off with the Phillies. Like, <laughs> we need the Phillies lost, the terrible loss. Here it is. The Phillies lost to the Diamondbacks 13-7 last oh, night in Arizona. Corbin Carroll had a go-ahead two-run double to break a fifth-inning tie, and the Diamondbacks climbed is that? out of an early seven-run deficit uh, for the biggest comeback win in franchise history. Arizona trailed 7-0 early in the game, but rallied for six runs in the fourth and six more in the fifth. The series continues tonight, and Aranola will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 9:40. Now, Albert Pujols continues ah. to climb the all-time home run list during his final season. Last night in Cincinnati, the St. Louis Cardinals slugger hit career home run number 694, and it came against the 450th different pitcher, a big league record. He lined a 369-foot two-run shot to right field in the third inning, giving St. Louis an 8 nothing lead, and the Cardinals went on to win the game 13-4. And Serena Williams won her first round ma- match 6-3, 6-3 over Denka Kovinich at the U.S. Open last night. Williams announced her impending plans to evolve from tennis in Vogue magazine earlier this month. She has been giving a farewell tour of sorts and receiving standing ovations at the Canadian Open, the Western and Southern Open, and now the U.S. Open. Last night, the sold-out crowd of 24,000 saw Williams win her 102nd match at Arthur Ashe Stadium. It's the most wins by any player since it opened in 1997 and extended her record for Grand Slam victories by a woman to 366. Why doesn't any sport like golf or tennis have a yes, we're open? Right? It's an hobby. Yes, Yes, we're open. We're open. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. By the way, a uh, texter texted and said, uh, Kathy, uh, the first rule about pre-check is you don't talk about, about pre-check. pre-check. Uh, Stop yeah. right? talking yeah. about You know what? You are <laughs> so right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we welcome everybody to a Tuesday morning Preston and Steve radio program. And on Tuesday, yep, we have a chance for you to win a uh, free Preston and Steve-themed tattoo, courtesy of Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. It's a $350 gift certificate, and all you have to do to get registered to win is text the word tattoo to 39333 by the end of the program. We'll get ourselves a winner, and if you're out and about, make sure you swing by 1729 South Street in Philadelphia and check out Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, or you can see them online, Instagram, at Floating World Tattoos or Floating World Tattoos. Dot com. So we will do that, remind you of the through that through the course of the morning, have you get on board for that. Um, other things happening, we're kind of getting excited. We, were having, uh, we had a meeting yesterday. Uh, with uh, Bill, uh, the back to school A to Z is rapidly approaching. Yeah, yeah. On Thursday, I love getting set for that. Some interesting things always happen musically. <laughs> and I love it because Jackie Bam Bam's kicking it all off. And I, I talked to him last night. He called me like four times. And uh, and so he kicks it all. And he is so torn because he's got Bill in one ear going like, stick to the playlist, stick to the playlist. <laughs> and then he literally has Pierre going, you got to play 2,000 Miles by Rolling Stones. He's like, what do I do? Who do I listen to? Jackie, he's just—he's like a child of divorce. Yeah. He's totally—that's <laughs> it. He doesn't—he doesn't know where his loyalty is. Listen to your mommy. Yeah, well, you just spend yeah. a week in a car with him. Guys. Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. All right, so that's coming up on Thursday. In the meantime, we're going to work our way through this Tuesday morning. We'll take a break. Come back in the second. The entertainment report is up. Stupid question. I'll have that ready for you as well. So hang in there, my friend. We will be back in a moment. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. 
Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, you know what is here? Stupid question. And we're going to give away a prize pair of tickets for the Philly Burger Brawl. That's uh, October 23rd, Xfinity Live. Uh, I like this question. What is the total face point value of all the titles in uh, tiles in Scrabble ah. added up? Wow. What is the total face point value of all the tiles in Scrabble? God, you know I love board games. Let's see. Know this. see if you know the answer to this. 215-263-WMMR. I love Scrabble. I play it every day. Uh, every ever. day? Oh, uh, the, app. the app, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I love, love, love that game. All right, let's see if you know the answer to this question. I'm going to go through some birthdays while we're waiting for your answer today. By the way, Tuesday, August 30th. It's Cameron Diaz's birthday today, uh-huh. and it is a very big birthday for her. She turns 50 years old today. So she announced she's getting back into acting. Mm-hmm. She's married to, what is it, Ben or Benji or Joel? Benji or okay. Joel, I don't know, uh, one uh, or the good other. Good Charlotte? Yep. And Good Charlotte's coming up. When is their, their anniversary is coming up, right? Their 30th anniversary? Um, uh, as a band? That I don't know. Wow. Yeah, it's really sure 30th anniversary. Can you believe that? No, because they were high school students when we first met them. <laughs> I know. You remember that? It's crazy. Uh-huh. They were kids. Yeah. Uh, so Cameron Diaz movies uh, like uh, something about Mary and The Mask. And Shrek. Shrek, of course. Charlie's Angels and more. Uh, so hopefully she'll, yeah, I'm not sure if this returning is just like a one-off or yeah. what, but, uh, she's going to get back into the, the acting gig for a little bit. Uh, TV host Lisa Ling is 49. She, I remember she was on the talk, right? She was on the talk. Yeah. Uh, she was on the view and she also, it was her. Remember, si- no, I'm sorry. The view, not right. the talk. I'm sorry. Yeah. The view. Uh, but, uh, her, uh, sister was in oh, North yeah. Korea. Yeah. She was and, being held. Uh, Pres, former President Clinton went and, or at least did did something and helped negotiate her return. Yeah, I forgot I did, about that. And we sent Joy Behar over there. Yeah. <laughs> Just for fun. Yeah, yeah. Get out. <laughs> Didn't she get her start with Oprah? I think Oprah had her sure. doing some report, or at least like she's a journalist. I mean, she's 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 got the uh, the, the chops. I mean, she's she's trained for that. Uh, but Oprah, you know, if you can remember, Oprah did Doctor Phil. Um, yeah. Uh, Doctor Oz. Who else? He's she's had a whole bunch go through her show, mm-hmm. so maybe her. Maybe yeah, her. I thought I th- I think it was her. Yeah, you're right, Kath. Yeah, yeah she started okay. as a uh, correspondent for Oprah. Okay, she's 49 today. Actor Michael Chiklis from shows like The Shield. How old uh, is he? Because he, I, I think he looked older in the commish than oh, he, he does had, now. He had sparse hair. <laughs> yeah. Once he shaved his head, it made yeah. him look younger. I always get the Michael Chiklis thing. You want to take a guess, Case? Uh, you know, I saw it. Uh, okay. As I was asking the question, I looked over. He's 59 today, so there's the answer to your question. All right. uh, Warren Buffett, you want to guess how old he is today? I saw it. Damn it! <laughs> Listen, I have to look in case it's a nice all. Mr. Wall Street, uh, one of the richest people on the planet. No, he's 92. Oh, my God. Yeah, he is. I would have lost that contest. He is up there, 92 years old. Uh, One of my favorites, and we love talking to him, Louis Black has a birthday today. Uh, He is celebrating his 74th birthday. 
Uh, and of course, uh, the voice of anger. Yes, and oh, Inside Out. He's love fantastic it. as that. And How he's not died of something stress related? I know. I, I don't know. It cracks me up when he when he yeah. hits those uh, those moments of, of just sheer rage. <laughs> it's just is the best. Maybe that's how. Maybe that's how he beats. Maybe it. He, he taps he gets it, it all out, out all the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so cartoonist Robert Crumb has a birthday wow. today. Yeah, he is the guy. Uh, he was behind the Zap comics. He brought us the Keep On Trucking comic. Oh, Count- yeah. Counterculture yep. comics that were super popular. Yep. Steve, did you see that documentary about it? I did. I think it's called Who Is Our Crom? Right, yeah. There was a documentary, and then there was a a, a, a biopic, an acted movie. Okay. And who played our Crom? Was it... Um, God, I don't remember really that. Really well cast. That that documentary was interesting, and I, and I didn't know much about him until I watched that. Um, but he seems like... A lot of what he did, he he. Not if he regrets it or whatever, but he like he, he hated sort of where it got taken. I don't think he liked the popularity that no, was attached to his work. Wasn't a happy dude. Yeah, looking at his or stuff, a happy dude. Like we wouldn't have had. Uh, I think if you look at at his style, man, there was a. Uh, it was like a precursor to the. Um, oh man, heavy metal. No, 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 no. What were the uh, the. Um, the stickers, the 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 uh, oh man! Oh, a uh, garbage pail, garbage pail, yeah, oh. yeah. No, There's you're a thing right. Called wacky packages, right? Yes, okay. Uh, that had like his style of animation of just over the top. You know, he's also. I don't think you might not have gotten a Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, because uh, exactly. it's very similar. Yeah, yeah agreed. Especially right. like those really close up, right, right, highly detailed uh, shots that they were doing no, Ren and Stimpy right. and SpongeBob. Yeah, uh, he definitely is directly influential on that. American uh, Splendor, Steve. That's it. Yeah. Paul yes. Giamatti. Oh. Paul Giamatti yeah. played our crumb. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Wait, 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 wait. American Splendor. Paul Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But wait, no. Paul Giamatti was uh was not him. Paul Giamatti was uh, oh, uh Harvey Peacock. Harvey Peacock. You're right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. American Splendor. Uh anyhow, uh so also he did the cover for Big Brother and the Holding Company's Cheap Thrills album and uh, some stuff for Janice Joplin as well. He's seventy nine years you're, old. You're your mommy. And then, my mommy. That's right. <laughs> mommy. Uh, your baby mommy. And then last birthday is uh, actor David Pamer, and he's one of those, oh, that guy. Yeah, he's been in a ton of things. Everything. So yeah. in City Slickers, he's one of the ice cream guys. Right. Uh, in Ocean's 13, he's <laughs> the guy that reviews the uh, the, the hotels, right. and he gets just beaten. They just tear him apart. He's in The American President. He's in Get Shorty. He's just been in movie after movie. He's that guy. Uh, he's great. I love him. When I see him pop up, I just, I'm, I'm like, okay, this is going to be good. That's a character actor. Uh, he is 68 years old today. So happy birthday. Everybody celebrating birthdays today. Uh, we're looking for an answer to the stupid question this morning. What is the total face point value of all of the tiles in Scrabble? Add it up. 215-263-WMMR. That is a number. And our first caller is Andy. So we are going to go to Andy. Uh, good morning, Andy. Good morning. Lick that ass. Okay. <laughs> hey, Andy. All right. <laughs> Andy, what is the total face point value of all the tiles in Scrabble? 187. Lick yeah. that ass. Yeah. Hang on a second. You know the old saying, Cass? Yeah, lick that ass. Okay. <laughs> Andy. I got a pair of tickets for the Philly Burger Brawl, which is Sunday, October 23rd, Xfinity Live. And you can enjoy limited samples of burgers from over 60 of the area's leading restaurants. 
and chefs. Plus, live music and activities all day, and tickets are on sale. Now you can go to WMMR.com, Music Keyword Burger. <laughs> Proceeds benefit both the Philly Parks and Rec at-risk teen initiative and the school district of Philadelphia's after-school programming. <laughs> what if they get that over at, like, NPR? Yeah, lick that ass. Yeah, I don't think so. All right, so... Um, lick that ass? Let's go into some entertainment stories. In a cover story for The Cut, released on Monday, Meghan Markle announced that she is planning on returning to Instagram after previously deactivating her accounts due to some bullying. I am so excited. She said, I'm getting back on Instagram. The interviewer added that her eyes were alight and devilish as she said this. It's exciting. Uh, When Markle got engaged to Prince Harry in 2017, she had to give up control of her social media accounts along with opening her own mail and other everyday activities. She said it was just a big adjustment. She getting back on OnlyFans? Uh, a huge adjustment to go from that kind of an- autonomy to a different life. And the Suits actress added that there was uh, literally a structure when it came to sharing photos of her kids. So why would I give the very people that are calling my children the N-word a photo of my child before I can share it with the people that love my child? She asked. Uh, you tell me how that makes sense, and then I'll play that game. Does she need to be on social media? I guess she wants to be on social okay, media. Okay, look at the know. outlet she has. Uh, Markle added that she's still healing when it comes to everything that happened with the royal family. She should do some Twitch gaming, I think. That'd be good, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Amber Heard's sister, Whitney Heard, is speaking out against MTV for featuring Johnny Depp as part of this year's Video Music Awards. Uh, Depp made a surprise appearance as the moon person during the ceremony Sunday night as pre-recorded videos of the Pirates of the Caribbean actor were shown throughout the program. Uh, Depp had jokingly said, hey, you know what? I need the work as his reason for taking the gig. Now, Whitney called out the network following the event, posting her Instagram story. She wrote, "You're dis- MTV, you're disgusting and clearly desperate. I really hope that none of the people that made this call have daughters. Uh, and she put hashtag DVMAs. Double vag. That's what I was thinking. Uh, she put, she superimposed the D in front of D, <laughs> the D in front of VMAs to signify domestic violence. Ah. And included a graphic of her sister in the post. So, yeah, I mean, listen, they've been celebrating Chris Brown forever and ever, you know? Right. He's known, he's been, you know, uh, he, he beaten on Rihanna. Rihanna. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but here's the deal. This uh, this case went in his favor. I know, no, I know, I know that. So it's a different story, right? Yeah. Uh, during a comedy set in Phoenix over the weekend, Chris Rock reportedly shared that he turned down an opportunity to host the Academy Awards in 2023. Uh, Rock had said going back to the Oscars would be like returning to a crime scene. As Will Smith infamously slapped a comedian, of course, during the award show. He made a joke uh, comparing a return of the Oscars to the late Nicole Brown Simpson going back to the restaurant where her mother had left a pair of glasses the night that she died. He also referenced Smith's role as Muhammad Ali. uh, And he said, hey, he's bigger than me. The state of Nevada would not sanction a fight between me and Will Smith. Uh, reportedly said. Right. Yeah. He hasn't really fully, fully addressed the whole thing. Yeah. And uh, I assume that'll be part of some special that he's probably working on. You would think so. Yeah. You think so. So, yeah, he has yet to really open up about what he thought about it that night. Will Smith tried. Yeah. So uh, it's going to eventually it's going to yeah. come to that. But we'll see when that happens. Well, it's no secret that uh, Kim Kardashian faced a world of criticism for her get-your-effing-ass-up-and-work comments a while back. 
The new trailer for the second season of The Kardashians, released on Monday, shows that Kim was mortified by the public response. The Skims co-founder says uh, to her sister, Chloe, in the clip while riding in the backseat of a car, you saw all the backlash on the Variety interview. And Chloe's response is straight to the point. It says, no one sympathizes with you. Oh, she's so right. Chloe looks... I don't even know what the hell's going on there. <laughs> I don't even know. She looks nothing like she's, I of all of them, an, an incredibly dramatic change. Well, outside of Caitlin, obviously. I wasn't looking at the video clip that you just saw, so could you describe it for yeah, me? Well, she just she looks literally like nothing that she used to look just a few years ago. They're really? Like, Completely it's changed. It's gotten even worse. Just, it, it's so much worse. Yeah. Or they, better, depending on your take. Yeah, like, sometimes I look at them, I'm like, what? it's just, it's a whole different person. Yeah. Do you, when you, if you have to go into your own living room and say, I don't think we've met. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. Do you think in 30 years it's going to get to, like, Donatella Versace oh, yeah. level? I'm thinking. Yeah. Or, or even even reel it back a little bit, like Joan Rivers, you yes. know, uh, to that. I, I have to believe so. So, Preston, what's the st- or Kathy, what's the state of the art as far as... Because as these plastic surgeries start to age over time, you've seen them... They droop and they, droop and you, they don't quite look right. Age, yeah. You still age. Right. You yeah. still age and then that you continue to have to have it. That's yep. the problem. Yes. And eventually it's... You end up looking like that cat bride of yeah. Wolfenstein. Yeah. What about uh, what about like Joan... R- I'm not Joan Rivers. Um, She's dead. No, no, no. Oh. Jane Fonda. Because it looks to me like Jane Fonda's actually done a pretty good job. She obviously has had a lot. She's open about it. but I She think did that, say she regretted it, though. Well, okay, but yeah. I, I'm just talking about looks. Yeah, Hers is less dramatic as that, you know, like, like that Donatella yeah. Versace. Oh, the cat way, look. Way it depends on much. how much you get. You know right. what I mean? What? She maybe got something that was, you know, significant but didn't go overboard right. like some yeah. of these people But do. what about Kris Jenner? How old is she? And she, yeah, she, she looks does, good. She does look good. You're right. Who? You just have to do something the that mom. makes sense. The, the mommy. Oh, Chris Jenner. Yeah. 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 The momager. Cool. Uh, so, Chloe. Jesus. Uh, by the way, uh, the case, Kim- I wonder if she didn't start later than her, you know, you don't think she teenage later? kids. You know, she, you know, she comes know. from a lot of money. Well, I don't know if she comes, but. She, she was married to, to. She's married to Richard, or not Richard, Rob, uh, Rob, Robert Kardashian. Is it Robert? Oh, either way. But, yeah. uh, you know, so she was the. You know, a Beverly Hills mom. Yeah. You know, she, you know. So I'm sure she started. Early. Okay, she, we're looking now. Oh, we're looking wow. at before and after pictures of Chris Jenner, who, by the way, I f- I find Chris Jenner attractive. Yeah. Uh, but looking at these before and after, yeah, way different. Big difference, look, right? Look at, look she's at the nose, like, and yeah. she's getting like the flappy mouth, like where it just like opens up. Flappy mouth. Just, that's what I used to call her. <laughs> it's just like a line across her mouth, like with hey, cheek, flappy mouth cheekbones. <laughs> Look at the cheekbones. It's disgusting. Yeah, right? yeah. Like it's, it's, just, it's, it's Terrence and Philip. Terrence and Philip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's it's what it is. It's just a, it's it's a slice straight across uh, the bottom third of the face. Yeah. I, I don't think it was the cosmetic surgery. I think it's she eats at the Cheesecake Factory a lot. <laughs> uh, Nick, you had an age on her, right? Oh, uh, yes. Mominger? Yeah. Uh, the Mominger is uh, sorry, case okay, she is sixty six. Oh, her eyebrows oh. look great though. 
They're, they're, they're on point. <laughs> yeah, they're they are. Her, her eyebrows are definitely on point. So Kim had said, responding to Chloe, saying no one sympathizes <laughs> with you. She said, I'm mortified. I'm mortified as well. No, this is Kim. Oh, and uh, so Chloe's jumping in. Yeah, man, this as well. And Kim said, and I do understand why people were upset. It's about being empathetic. Uh, by the way, Courtney and Travis Parker prepare for their wedding in Italy. This is the, you know, in, in this uh, this teaser. So exciting. And Kylie opens up about struggling with postpartum depression in the trailer as well. I should really be happy right now. I just had this new baby, but I cried nonstop for like three weeks, she said. Uh, season two is set to premiere on Hulu September 22nd. Do we have any streaming numbers on season one? Was it a success? Don't know. Yeah, don't know. I'm sure it was. Yeah. Well, we hope, right? Because we're really pulling for him. Yeah. Uh, Bedford 2.0 returned to Los Angeles on Monday after honeymooning in Italy for the last week. The pair could be seen getting off their private jet at the Los Angeles International Airport wearing Color matching, casual attire, and aviator sunglasses. Do you go color coordinate with their show when you go out? Of course. You matching jumpsuits and all that stuff. Uh, Affleck, by the way, stopped for a cigarette before they headed home in a black SUV. Still a smoker? Yes. Do you have a match? Yeah. <laughs> you will. By the way, I was thinking about this. You know, when you see, uh, when you see, you know, actors like him. Smoking in the movies, they can make it look very um, interesting and desirable and, desirable. and cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, but when they're smoking in public for real, it's uh-huh. like it's jarring. Ew. Ew. Uh-huh. I don't like it. It just looks gross. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ben Affleck. I'm not kissing that mouth. Uh, during their second honeymoon, the newlyweds enjoyed a shopping spree in Milan, mm-hmm. and were seen needed a shopping spree kissing in Lake Como. Hollywood Life reports that Affleck was uh, spotted spoon feeding Lopez during a romantic meal in Como over the weekend. Eat it! <laughs> By the way, well, finish your dinner. <laughs> the food. They're in another honeymoon period. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> it is kind of nice. Yeah, Lake Como is very lovely. It's close to where George Clooney lives with the mall. How big of a lake is that? It's pretty goddamn big. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's a pretty big lake. It's not. If like you that. saw the movie Casino Royale. Uh, it's featured in that, and of course uh, in the Star Wars movies. Okay. Oh. It's yeah. about the size of Lake Harmony. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's pretty big. Yeah. Okay. No, it's All big. Right. It's, a, it's a large lake. <laughs> a lot uh, of fish in that lake. So, let's see. Bradley Cooper and Arena Shake have reunited for a beach vacation. Ooh. Yeah, the former couple split after four years together, and they share a five-year-old daughter, Leah, as well. But in a photo shared from the getaway uh, Cooper can be seen shirtless alongside her as they fill up a container of water for two pigs. Is this a pot? Is this now? Are they reuniting the way uh, Ben Affleck and J- uh, J- Lo are? I've not heard it, those words as of yet. Love springing eternal. In this case, he looks like he's back in shape. Yeah, he might just be co-parenting. Yeah, he um. Did anybody? Did he reach out to any of you guys yesterday, wishing you a happy anniversary? Because uh, I think it was ten years ago yesterday we had him in studio. No kidding. Yeah. No, I didn't hear from him. I didn't either. But he's I on vacation right now, yeah. so he probably Who wouldn't expect it. Yeah. It probably you know. And he's got the pigs. Skipped his mind. Yeah, he's got the pigs. <laughs> I did watch uh, Licorice Pizza over the weekend. What'd you think? Oh my! Uh, it's a, a weird Paul Paul Tam- Thomas Anderson movie. Um, but I've been thinking about it since I watched it, and he plays John Peters. Steve. Yes, the uh, former uh, love interest of Barbara Streisand right. and movie producer. And he, that guy, John P- Peters, produced A Star 
is born. Right. Bradley Cooper was in a star is born, ah, the later version of okay. it. Okay. It's, so it's an interesting movie. Uh, when did it get interesting? Because I gave up on it like a half hour in. About the time the pizza came out. Yeah. Yeah, right uh, when they introduced the licorice pizza at the very end. <laughs> it comes to life. When they, when they started folding the boxes. I mean, it, look, it's it's Paul Thomas Anderson. So if you yeah. like that style of uh, filmmaking, uh, you'll, you'll like the movie. But the kid, the star of it, is Philip Seymour Hoffman's son and looks just like Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, wow. And the uh, the girl is from Heim. Heim, right? yeah, yeah. She's one of the Heim sisters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Her uh, other two sisters play her sisters in the movie, and her parents play her parents in the movie. So, I don't know. Give it a shot. See what you think. Okay. Uh, people reports that Sopranos actor Robert Lupone passed away on Saturday. He was 76 years old after a three-year battle with pancreatic cancer. It's the curse of the Sopranos, Preston. Uh, MCC Theater, which Lupone co-founded, confirmed the news via Instagram. He had played Tony Soprano's neighbor, Dr. Bruce Cusimano, huh. on The Sopranos. He appeared on Sex and the City and Guiding Light and All My Children, so he was a soap opera guy. Uh, the theater co-founders uh, had wrote of the late actor Bob was a force, an advocate, complex in the richest ways, overflowing with youthful enthusiasm and deeply wise as he looked into our souls. He was our best friend. So how many Sopranos cast members died in the past year? It's been a few. Yeah, there have been a few. I mean, there so the older guys definitely have uh, have gone, but uh, yeah, there's yeah. been I thought, two that I remember for sure. I thought this year alone, they, Tony Serino. Yeah, well, no, plus yeah. he's still alive. Flappy lips? No, no, no. Flappy lips? Uh, no, that's Chris Jenner. Oh, Chris Jenner. No, Tony Sirico <laughs> passed away, um, and he played uh, oh, Jesus. No, he didn't he play Jesus. Jesus. No, man. There's <laughs> no way. Jesus wasn't even part someone. Of <laughs> I looked no at some. This guy's dad is God. Uh, I, no way. Well, I can't think. Whatever you do, don't stare at the holes in his hands. Holly Walnuts? Thank you. Okay. Was I right? Yes. Oh, my God. I didn't even watch that show. <laughs> He knew one name from the show. He went with it. Yeah, I went with it. Yeah. Uh, but I think Pussy's still alive. Okay. It'll always be alive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, everyone, you all know Jesus. <laughs> all right, moving on. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Get him a table up front. E! News reports that a new Dolly Parton Christmas special Ooh. was announced by NBC on Monday titled Dolly Parton's Mountain Music Christmas. The TV event will feature Dolly with in the lead role alongside Tom Everett Scott and Vin a guest, Diesel and a guest star and Angela Parker. Guest stars will include Jimmy Fallon, Miley Cyrus, Willie Nelson, Billy Ray Cyrus, Jimmy Allen, and Zach Williams. So it's a like a variety show. I guess so. Okay, because he's done a few um holiday scripted uh movies like the uh Coat of Many Colors and all that stuff with Ricky Schroeder. Fallon took to Instagram on Monday to share behind-the-scenes snapshot. He said, I never need an excuse to hang out with Dolly Parton and eat some Tennessee barbecue, but this trip was extra special. I'm so excited to kick off the holidays at Dollywood for Dolly Parton's Mountain Magic Christmas this holiday season on NBC. We need to go to Dollywood. We do. Nobody in Florida wants us. Maybe Dollywood would Maybe want. they'll take us, yeah. Hey, the long-awaited third Beverly Hills Cop sequel oh. has recruited two more to the force. Uh, Entertainment Weekly has confirmed that Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Taylor Page have joined Eddie Murphy for Netflix's upcoming movie, which will now be called Beverly Hills Cop, Axel Foley. Uh, Details on who Gordon-Levitt and Page will be playing are being kept under wraps for now. Uh, But they're wondering if his character's uh, last name might be Rosewood, which was Billy's last name, Judge Judge Reinhold in the original. Well, in both of them, the first two. Uh, The first one I enjoyed, second one, it was okay. The first one I loved. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the second one was, eh. 
Uh, Murphy first starred in 1984 in the film, two sequels in 1987 and 1994, and production on the third sequel has already begun. Brigitte Nielsen was in the second one, right? Uh, yes, she was. was Today. She? Yep. Mm-hmm. You're my tower of power. Yeah, at the time she and Sloan were together, probably. Yeah. Uh, Mark Malloy is now attached to direct the Will Beale script, along with starring as Foley Murphy, is also producing the film with Jerry Bruckheimer and Chad Oman. I wonder if this is a direct-to-Amazon thing, the way coming to America. It's Netflix. Oh, it's Netflix? Uh, Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. I apologize for not having the Beverly Hills Cop theme. I don't own that in my. Uh, I don't have it in my. We repertoire. need to get it right. We don't have Axel yeah. F. No, we do not have uh, Harold Faltermeyer. Nope. I have, we have the Fletch theme, which is very similar, but yeah, we yeah. don't have Axel F. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, Eddie, uh, Paramount has taken legal action against the company that set up a pop-up restaurant inspired by an eatery in Coming to America. In the lawsuit filed in the recently established Copyright Claims Board, Paramount accused JMC Pop-Ups LLC of publicly performing, cheating, reproducing, and displaying the work of Coming to America. Now, in the film, of course, you know, Akeem uh, travels with his friend Semi to the U.S. For an arranged marriage, he takes a job at McDowell's restaurant where he falls in love with the owner's daughter. Lawsuit mirrors a running gag in the film where McDowell's co-owner Cleo McDowell complains and worries about potential legal action from McDonald's over his <laughs> restaurant striking similarity to the Golden Arches. It's gr- are those guys local? local? Yes, they are, right? Okay, we talked yeah. to them. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, JMC World Tour, the restaurant around uh, tours, uh, w- w- I'm sorry, JMC would tour the restaurant around several U.S. cities with Paramount first citing an offending imitator in New Jersey mm-hmm. in February this year. Uh, the film company also said that there were McDowell's pop-ups in Springfield, Virginia, near Washington, D.C., and Cherry Hill uh, in May and June. Uh, Paramount argued that uh, despite repeated negotiations and requests to terminate the restaurant, JMC went ahead, causing irreparable harm. Lawsuit stated JMC misused uh, Paramount Pictures' intellectual property to deceive parents and children into believing that the infringement restaurant is affiliated with or authorized by Paramount Pictures. And they also said, to make matters worse, the quality of the food is in serious question, (laughs) as consumers have reported feeling discomfort after eating there. Well, that's a problem. Uh, I I thought the idea was was clever. I mean, they did one. Were they the ones that did the recent one for It's Always Sunny? I think so. Yeah. They've done a few of them. The the, the Simpsons. Simpsons, Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea, but my question always from the beginning was, how are you doing this? Asked by the Washingtonian in March if there was a potential trademark issue, restaurant owner Joe McCullough said, I'm not a lawyer, but I have lawyers. <laughs> I guess I don't want to get into legal and end up in trouble in your article. Citing the idea of a fan-made parody uh, through his conversation with the Washingtonian, he said, we don't touch coming to America. We more focus on the McDowell's aspect, you know, the parody of McDonald's. Paramount seeking $30,000 in damages. Not that much. Well, it's the maximum allowed by the court. All right. And uh, for JMC to cover the production company's legal fees. But they are trying to make that happen. Uh, let me see. Do I have time for one more? Go for it. Hang on a second here. I want to see which one I want to pass along. Uh, how about this one? Uh Continue with Paramount. Uh, this is actually from last week. I didn't get a chance to get to it, but Paramount Pictures is getting ready to revisit Ferris Bueller's Day Off. A spinoff of John Hughes' beloved teen comedy is in the works at the studio with the creators of Cobra Kai producing it. Well, that's interesting. Uh, titled Sam and Victor's Day Off, 
The film is a side story that focuses on the titular characters on the same day as Ferris's, uh, as Ferris Cameron and Sloan skipped school in the 86 flick. In the original film, Sam and Victor were the valets who took Cameron's father's red <laughs> Ferrari on a joyride. That's great. The characters went unnamed in the original film and were portrayed by Richard Edson and the late Larry Flash Jenkins. That was Gummy, right? From uh, the Fletch movie. That One of the um, valet guys. Oh, yeah. Gummy and Fletch, yeah. That's right. He had, he had more lines in Fletch than he did in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes. He was the informant. Uh, yeah. yeah. In, uh, or, or he was the guy, the kid on the beach, essentially. He was helping out Fat he, Sam. Yeah. John Hurwitz, uh, Hayden Schlossberg, and Josh Held, who created another expansion of uh, Karate Kid series Cobra Kai are on board for this. The film would be the first spinoff of one of Hughes's directorial efforts, which were almost always standalone projects. Uh, this is pretty interesting, absolutely. Uh, they had a John Hughes marathon on A&E over the weekend, and a movie that I was never that enamored of, I kind of ended up liking a little bit more, Uncle Buck. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I never got into that either, but right. it's got moments. It does have moments. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. You just made me think of that that uh, deep fake uh-huh. of Sylvester Stallone's <laughs> face Stallone. on Macaulay Culkin <laughs> in the scene where they're, t- where they're having rapid-fire conversations. <laughs> when we take a break, yeah. I have to watch yeah, that. Yeah, it's great. It's just the best. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, anyhow... <laughs> And then now I'm thinking of the stepbrothers one too. It's up right now. Stallone and Arnold. Uh-huh. Step- okay. All right. Uh, we need to do the clips now. Yes. So let us get to that. Uh, the Amazon Prime series, A League of Their Own, is a savvy adaptation of the original film. In this clip, Shantae Adams, who plays Max, an aspiring black female baseball player, talks about the scenes she shares with co-star and series creator Abby Jacobson, here we go. Going into this, I was so nervous because I'm like, you're a comedy queen. Right. And I'm like this dramatic actress and how are we <laughs> going to make this work? And then we just created this safe space for yeah. each other to, to play around in this encouraging sisterhood that was always like, I don't know if I'm going to get this joke, Bemi. And she's like, well, I don't know my lines. So let's, <laughs> let's just wing it. I don't, I don't, wanna, I don't think I want to see it. Uh, League of Their Own is streaming now on Amazon Prime. Has anybody watched it? I watched no. the first episode and I thought it was great. Oh, really? They All take, right. They take a, a completely different um, storyline story right. than uh, than the movie. Well, and maybe it's, I'll watch. it's got the heart of it, but it but it dives deeper into uh, what's going on in the lives of these women and, right. and, the, and the types of, of different people that are uh, on board for this. So I, I enjoyed it. I've got to get and watch the next episode, but but it, it handles comedy and drama. You know. Uh, next clip. Here we go. Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul is a satirical dark comedy about the first lady of a Southern Baptist megachurch who attempts to help her pastor husband rebuild their congregation after a significant scandal. Uh, And here, writer and director Adama Ibo talks about growing up in that community. Here we go. The inspiration, I think, came from us growing up very much in the Southern Baptist megachurch culture. We're from Atlanta, Georgia. And kind of whilst feeling very connected to it because it's a deep part of our culture, uh, not jiving with a lot of it, mm-hmm. critiquing quite a bit of it, and I think from an early age. Yeah! Long for Jesus, Save Your Souls in theaters and streaming on Peacock Friday. You know who's jacked up? Sterling K. Brown, who's the star of this, one of the stars of this. Have you ever seen? He's, he's like 
The dude could be an action star. Okay. He's really in phenomenal shape. Yeah. All right, and there you go. Your entertainment report for today, my friend. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. It's a Tuesday. Let's keep it moving forward, friends. We'll return shortly. Students across the Delaware Valley are ready to resume their educational pursuits. At 93.3 WMMR, we're still trying to get the alphabet right. It's MMR's Back to School A to Z, our annual remedial romp through thousands of different songs. Alphabetically by title, amounts to roughly two weeks worth of no-repeat hits, album cuts, and some app you've never heard. Join Professor Jackie Bam Bam as he starts the rock and roll call next Thursday at 7 p.m. MMR's Back to School A to Z. From the station that doesn't feel tardy, 93.3 WMMR. Everything, and we mean everything, that rocks. We'll talk about something, Nick. We have not uh, talked about your dad and a little medical episode that he went through recently. Yeah, he had a stroke, and yeah. uh, so that's the scary, shocking news. The good news is that he's doing pretty well, um, and uh, when it happened, we were a little alarmed, and it's a stroke, right? It's a real medical thing, yeah. and so um, he's in. my parents spent about half the year in Colorado, and uh, he's doing better. He's actually home. He got home this weekend. Um, oh, he's home. At his house in Colorado. Oh, okay. uh, out, out there. He was in I'll a rehab center for a stretch. And he's so, on the lower level now, though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my brother Probably got... a wise move. My brother um, and a friend moved everything from their second floor to their first floor so he could walk around and, and life is easier. But he was in this rehab center for a better part of a week. He was in the hospital first and then uh, he was discharged from the hospital, went to this rehab center. And uh, first of all, people that do physical therapy and, and occupational therapists are godsends. They are just incredible people. Preston, you and I have, have been to Trinity many times, and mm-hmm. uh, what the work that they do to help you get your life back is is really remarkable. So he was getting great care at this rehab center, and um, and really made a lot of advancements very quickly. And uh, when you have a stroke, you also have to do a lot of um, uh, things to get your brain working. Again, yes, right. So you, you right. It, that's part of where the sort of the occupational therapy comes in, and you have to learn how to brush your teeth again, and, and comb your hair, and remember words that you have forgotten. And so he was struggling with a few things. He couldn't come up with a word for, like, turkey sandwich, for example. Right. right? Be sitting in front of him, and he couldn't say those words. So uh, one um, method of therapy that we've learned about a lot over the last uh, couple of weeks is music therapy. And my dad is 75 years old. You know, he's a, he's a classic rock guy. He loves the Beatles and the Stones. Um, and one artist that he was introduced to during music therapy is Metallica. <laughs> now, my dad, uh, I wouldn't qualify him as a Metallica fan, um, but for whatever reason, uh, the music therapist would start playing these Metallica songs, and my dad, the the, the method, uh, as far as I understand it, is they the, um, the woman would play guitar, she'd play um, Nothing Else Matters, and so you, you know, a few chords of Nothing Else Matters, and then my dad would have to repeat it on a uh, sort of like a xylophone, right? And and he'd be given instructions: play this chord, and then this chord, or this note, and then this note. So he's actually he's actually asked. To play it back to her. Yes, but but he's not a musician, Steve. So right. it'd be like uh, hit the red one, and then right. hit the blue one, and then hit the green one, and then you will be able to mimic the tones that she was doing. So All right. He's not doing like advanced chords. Right. 
Um, but uh, that went well, and then they started giving him a, uh, a guitar, and he, took, he played guitar when he was a much younger man, uh, and he played a little bit of that as well. And then but, he had to play subdivisions on the drums. Yeah, you know, that, <laughs> they busted out the Neil Peart uh, drum yeah, It took me a week to figure that yeah. out. Um, <laughs> but the reason that I bring this up is I'd love to learn more about music therapy because he responded so well to well, it. It, it, it had an, uh, an immediate and positive effect. I like how he approached you about the Mate. Can, so, you, can you say that? Yeah, yeah. so he goes, uh, you know, he's telling us about the music therapy and that it's working, and they were playing a, a few Beatles songs, like Here Comes the Sun, and then he goes, uh, you know, and I, I like those, I like those songs. And then he's like, uh, Nick, do you, uh, you guys play Metallica at MMR, right? And I was like, yeah, we've been playing Metallica for a long time. He's like, do you like them? I was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. He's like, do you know this song, Nothing Else Matters? <laughs> <laughs> like, I do, Dad, yeah. Um, is he a fan uh, now? He is. And wow. it, was, it was so interesting wow, to see him, okay. like, he, you know, I think maybe he looked at Metallica on the surface and kind of he dismissed them. And all of a sudden, he's like, you know, I kind of like Metallica. And and I think in no small part because this song in particular has had a real positive impact on his brain and on his recovery. Well, I don't understand a lot of how it works. I've known people who are music therapists and yeah, yeah. and what they do. I know that music has a powerful mnemonic uh, ability to, to, to make you associate things. And uh, it, it provides comfort and it can get you jazzed up. But I don't know, like... This is the most I've ever heard it explained about how they did it, Nick, what you just said about with your dad. Yeah. I didn't know that because you know what I thought Nick was going to say? I thought that this music spoke to him lyrically. Right, right, Like the nothing else matters aspect of of the, which I haven't really sat and, and dissected the lyrics of this song, but I thought maybe it spoke to him, hey... You know, nothing else matters, but right now, maybe healing myself and getting on the right train of thought. No, it's not that. It's playing the actual notes. Yes. Right. Uh, and he likes the melody of it. Yeah, so. he does. And and uh, But Steve, like exactly to your point, like there's something that gets triggered in the brain where uh, he's following along with these chords, and it helps his brain to remember completely separate things that have nothing to do with this music, but the music therapy literally helps to repair the brain after well, a stroke. You, you, your dad's doing very well, which is great he to is. hear that this yeah. is happening, but I've seen footage, and, and you have, I'm, I'm sure, I know, Preston, you have, you've seen it. It's someone who's sort of very far along with dementia. Yeah. And they hear a song. Oh, yeah. And they they snap to they light up. Yeah. It's like wild. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I'm talk- I was talking to somebody actually on uh, Friday who is just turned 65. And for all intents and purposes, like, is a, a super healthy 65 uh, year old uh, right. person, you know, exercises all the time, and, you know, quick as, as, as a whip. Um, but is retiring in in just a couple of months, and it's because dementia and all that sort of stuff runs in his family, and and so in his mind he's working backwards. He's like he's like maybe I got like twenty years left, so I, I want to wow, enjoy, I want to enjoy the time that I have. But this it, it, it um, talking about what we're talking about now, like uh, his. Uh, his daughter-in-law is a doctor, and she's like, you're doing everything right. The only thing I would add to this is learn how to play a musical instrument. More metallic. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe. Yeah, but like, no. Learn how to play a musical instrument. That that will help keep your, your brain... Um, engaged. Engaged. Well, yeah, yeah so we're going to continue the lessons, Casey, when he gets back to PA. We're, gonna, we're hoping to continue the music therapy, but, like, the, keeping the brain engaged portion of it is, um, it, it's, I think it's a, he's an old dog, and te- teaching him these new tricks is not an easy thing. Yeah, is it just something? Why don't you have Froggy move in with him? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be that, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, poor Froggy. By the way, a study from the University of Edinburgh, I just saw this this morning, Zod, that we're talking about this, because mm-hmm. I didn't plan on connecting these together, uh, discovered a connection between... 
learning an instrument earlier in life and strong cognitive skills in old age. Researchers found a small but significant link between the two as they studied octogenarians who had been part of a decades-long study. And of the 366 participants, 117 played an instrument as a child or a teen. The most common instrument played was a piano. Uh, the researcher said, as we and others search for the many small effects that might contribute toward some people's brains aging more healthily than others, these results are worth following up on. So it might be one of those little I things. I always knew. I'm, to me, I was always, if you could learn that, if you could train someone, a young mind, to learn how to play an instrument like a piano, which has a little bit more of a, a level of complexity to it, it can only help benefit you. They stuck me with the trombone, Preston. Did I mention that? Well, you <laughs> have mentioned that. What do you think? Let's say that you're you're in the depths of of uh, some kind of mental condition, it, whether it be Alzheimer's or, or a dementia being yeah. a um, uh, an aspect of whatever you're going through. What do you think? What song would pull you out if if, if not? You know, just temporarily bring you back to who you are. It's got to be Mambo number five. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking uh, really? Afro Man because I got high. <laughs> um, those no, no, it, but I mean, it'd be hard to think something of that speaks to your soul, whatever it may be, uh, melodically or or, or, or uh, lyrically. Uh, what song might uh, bring you out? What is this? Oh my God! <laughs> this is Afro Man. Man. <laughs> He's coming back. Preston, is that you? Are you there? <laughs> <laughs> He's like there. a billion. <laughs> Oh my God! Kind of works with the rhythm. Will you? Yeah. Clean my room until I got high. Will you? I was gonna get up, but then I got high. Will you? My room is still messed up, and I know why. Why? Okay. I think one. I think a song like that, Preston. You you would. It, it might not be something that you would think about as your cogent. It might be something like out of the blue. This Metallica song did it for Nick's dad. Yeah, yeah. It might. It could very well be Afro Man. Yeah. Something you would not. Mine would be Footloose. <laughs> Kathy gets up. She's totally. all of a sudden yes. her problems are all gone. She starts dancing around the room. Right, but it does speak to something you had mentioned, which is the the power of of music and songs that have literally kind of changed, changed your life or, or provided great yeah joy joy or yeah. or. or, or Connection, yeah, to some specific memory or moment in your life. We're going to be playing a crap load of music at the end of this week. A right. to Z. All right, you know what song makes me happy, and and I, I would probably snap me out because I, I got high. No, no, it's actually it's a Journey song. It's oh, Stone in okay. Love. I, I just yeah, you love that. Song. I love that tune. I love the guitar riff. I love the the lyrics. I love everything. This would I yeah, <laughs> this would probably wake my ass up. If I was uh, mumbling and drooling into, you know, my Afghan I had around myself. This is a good song. I don't care what anybody says. This would get me going, probably. Let, um, it, play, let it play a little bit. Okay. Kathy's, you can't see. If you, you go on YouTube, Kathy's dancing. Yeah. Do you know what song gave me a lot of comfort and a lot of solace and this is a more recent thing 
uh, The Killers, All These Things That I Have Done. Yeah, okay. That's a good one. That, to me, that song spoke to me uh, when it came out, and I, was, I don't know what I was going through mentally, but I remember it, it was like, okay... I can reframe off this song. I thought you were going to say Fix You by Coldplay, because that's, that's, I mean, that's a common one, and a lot of people relate to that. Steve, I mentioned this song earlier with, when it comes to my dad, but I honestly think, like, Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles. There's something sort of Hopeful. that taps into your soul about it. Right. Yeah, this, this, this is a good one. Is. When there's nowhere else to run, is there room for one more sun? This would wake you up? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, when it kicks in. Yeah. But this, even here. Yeah. I love this part. Yeah. Just that. And and the killers, uh, Brandon Flowers. Yeah. These anthemic sort of, yeah. but not phoned in. Right. They do it so well. Oh, my there God. There you go. This would be for you, Nick? I think so, yeah. yeah. I played this. As the sun was coming up on Cadillac Mountain, and, uh, with your cello? No, no, no. I, I can't play the cello oh. anymore. <laughs> anymore, or ever, or ever. But uh, also anymore also works. Yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, in Acadia National Park. It's, oh. it's the, the if you're a, a top Cadillac, that <clears throat> you'll be the first to see the sunrise. Oh, that's very in cool. the uh, in the country. They should have so. the playing around the clock there. Yeah. Uh, what's uh, the one I just mentioned to you here, Casey? When you had your headphones off for a second, this is the one I think we're doing for me. Sucking on a chili dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's so good. How can you not? I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So the wife has left you, the kids aren't talking to you, but you got that chili dog. Yeah, you still have that. You can suck away. <laughs> By yeah. the way, I talked to that artist over the weekend, Tom McGovern. Yes. I think yeah. yeah, he he might be able to come to camp out. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Were you here? Sucking on a chili dog. You were not no, here. I heard about oh. him. So yeah, my wife told me all about it. He called us, yeah. yeah. Sucking on a chili dog. Sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> the part that would get me. chili dog. Would be sucking on a chili dog, sucking on a chili right here. Chili dog, (laughs) chili dog. That's it. I would get, I would get, I'd be hungry. I'd want to get moving again. Chili dog. By the way, chili dog. Just tangential to this conversation, but just, and I've seen it pop up, and it's something if you are dealing, you know, on on the more serious side of this, which is like a dementia thing or something. They are finding out that they are getting great results with the use of, believe it or not, Viagra. Viagra, we're talking about a, that. Yeah, yeah, as a preventative. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, Alzheimer's. Uh, like, yeah. like in the 70% of being able to allay that. God. Now, back to the music. Having a Woody and being able to be happy about it and, wow. and, and do something with it. It's like... It's all the greatest things All ever. medicine should give you a boner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, hang on. I'm going to go to Pauline, who's a music therapist for hospice oh. patients. Hi there, Pauline. Good morning. Hi, good morning. How are you? Wonderful. We're having a nice little discussion about music therapy. What do you want to add to the conversation? Well, music therapy is just a great way to help people at end of life. We do a special thing called transition music therapy, which is when people are dying. And often, the families are really scared to get close to people when they're dying, but music makes it possible for them. Just get right up to bedside. They have something to do. They can stroke their mom or dad's hand as they're passing. And it's just the most beautiful thing. And is it you? It's usually... No. And I bring Sometimes it's touching. That's not the right one. Arthur Brown? Yeah. Remember we had uh, the gal who uh, yes. did that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, she, she was just thinking of Sing to patients as Indeed. they were passing. Yeah. yeah. Arthur. All Arthur, yeah. Arthur Brown stuff. Yeah, it was yeah. all Arthur Brown. I'm the god of hellfire, <laughs> and I bring you... 
I don't know. Maybe they were into metal. Yeah. I, I don't really know. Uh, but Pauline, so do you, besides uh, as transitioning, do you do you use uh, music therapy in other aspects as well? Oh, absolutely. There are people that that have had strokes, you know, and they can't they they can't walk anymore, and so we help people with the rhythm. It really uh, fires up the brain, and then they're able to walk. Or people that haven't talked for a long time, you sing songs that they're familiar with from when they were young and suddenly yeah. they can they can they can grab some Lionel Richie you can have him dancing on the ceiling <laughs> oh uh, yeah Pauline this is Nick that we started the conversation because my dad had had a stroke uh, a couple of weeks ago and he's been having music therapy he's out in Colorado but um he's responded so poorly to it and he's 75 years old and he's expected to make a full recovery but uh, music therapy specifically for stroke victims has got to be something where it just can you can you speak or expand a little bit on how it affects the brain in such a positive does, way? Yeah, how does that happen? Yeah, that's I'd be glad to. So there's this thing called neurological music therapy, NMR, neurological mm-hmm. ther- music therapy, where um, people studied the effects of music on the brain. And what we know, we know four things. We know, number one, that music really um, fires up the brain, that the beat of music fires up the brain. Just like when everyone's at a rock concert and they're all, like, shaking their heads in rhythm together, same thing happens for patients. And that means that suddenly they are, they're, they're activated, they're all engaged. Another thing we know is the thing called entrainment. That's when you match someone's breathing, they breathe more deeply and mm. they breathe more slowly. And that happens even when people are completely out of it. So you can have a person that's having breathing problems and suddenly they're able to breathe a lot better. It's just amazing. And the third thing we know is that people that are, um, are, have, are that you're singing songs that are really familiar to people, like you have to go back. The brain rots from the outside in, in a way, so that you remember the things that are there from when you were little the longest. These are things like happy birthday. You may not know anything. You may not know who you are, who your brother is, who your mother is, who your sister is, who the person taking care of you is. But you know happy birthday, and you know silent night. Mm -hmm. And these songs, you can still sing to somebody as as they're about to die, and and, and people respond to that. And that, those are just, those are amazing. Those so are amazing it's things. it's still you know it's it's funny because even in your explanation and you have all the uh, the, the nomenclature, but it still to me is like how how exactly does that happen? You know how what it's what amazing. is the actual process? All, all um, via yeah. those neurons. So kids and I used to work at the children's hospital in Philadelphia, and when I was there, um, we, we'd have kids that have to have procedures, but we don't want to knock them out, so. You get somebody at bedside, and they're like, come on, let's sing the Googie song. And you sing the Googie song, and the kid doesn't feel what's going on, what the doctor's doing. Sing the Googie song for me, please. Sing you know, the Googie, the Googie song. song. You can sing like, oh, I would say definitely qualifying is let it go, let it go. You know, something like that. <laughs> oh, let I don't... it go, that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, you mean from Frozen? Raptured. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, just any song, okay. right? I, so I thought just, there was an just, actual Googie no, song. Just it up I thought there, there was, was a name actual Googie yeah. song. Or, or you could sing the song about the kid's name. You could say, John, John, here I am. It's morning time. What do you think? Whatever. Anything that engages the kid. Right. It's Google. It's whatever, whatever, oh. however you I am the God of Hellfire. <laughs> <laughs> and I bring you fire. That's exactly right. But what happens now on the neuron in the brain, you can't have pain. And music going on one neuron at the same time. And so oh, I see what you're saying. So that the musical is, is, gets into the place where... Um, yeah, where the pain would normally... Uh, interesting. Okay, that makes more sense. Maybe I need yeah. I need music therapy to understand this. But, but it, all I know is that the, the results are obvious. 
I mean, like, look what Absolutely. happened. Nick's uh, dad is, is uh, roading for Metallica now. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> I didn't yeah, know he was in the room with Metallica. <laughs> it's incredible. Wow. You got to know what they like. You got to figure out what people like. Okay. So sometimes somebody will be unresponsive, but then you, you figure it out. A family member will tell you what, what they loved. Right. And suddenly, shabam, the world opens. Okay. And it's great because in that moment, you can be close to somebody that you Pauline, haven't I like, been able to do it. I like you. You got words like googly and shabam. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. Guys, have an awesome morning. Just wanted to call in. And, uh, awesome. Thank, thank you. you. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much. I wonder if Sean Anna has day. ever been Take used care. for music therapy. Sean Anna. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> if they ever played music that you hate. If that would have any to elicit any, some yeah. kind of a response, yeah, any yeah. sort of response. That's a good question. Um, not really sure. What? Uh, yeah, I was trying to think of of what songs um, change your life. Yeah, would it need spoke to be a, to you? a life changing song or one that that really just really just spoke to you uh, in some shape or form that might have the strongest impact? It's hard to sometimes, you know. I mean, it, I it's have, so close to you, but sometimes when you're at, called upon to. Remember yeah. it. It's hard. I mean, I have my favorite songs, songs that uh, that are dear to me for whatever reason because they remind me of a time and place. But I'm trying to think of like you know, holiday that time. What by Madonna? <laughs> um, no? that's a great song. Yeah, 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 holiday. Yeah. It could be celebrate. So mm-hmm. A listener suggested perhaps the jingle for Safe Flight Repair, Safe Flight Repair. Oh. Uh, this is a five-part harmony now, isn't it? I believe it's it three. is. Uh, yes. You do three, three, two, one count, case. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Safe, safe flight repair, repair, safe flight replace. replace. Yum. Yeah. <laughs> now that we got that bass, thank you, Kathy, for bringing the bass. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have, I have um, songs in my repertoire that were kind of... Um, that opened up a new world of music for me. Like, I remember the first time I heard 2112 from Russia was like, right. mind blown. But I don't know if that would speak to me <laughs> as music therapy or not. And I had my favorite songs like, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, Benny and the Jets from uh, from Elton John is one of my all-time favorite songs. I think a song, I, I always would equate it to something where you were, you were maybe dealing with something, going through something that is usually on the more negative end, you're... you're, you're you know, yeah. something that speaks to you in that realm. Party songs serve a purpose as well. Right. But I don't think they, at least by my reckoning, just as a personal thing, I don't you think know, it has the same impact. And sad songs say, say so, so much. much. <laughs> so know? come on. Yeah. Turn on those sides. I think the, um, what elicits the most, uh, I guess, maybe um, emotional response from me from uh, music are, are harmonies, right? The, uh, like a, a nice two part harmony. I love a male woman. Uh, male, uh, male, what, what female harmony. Uh, I, you know, a, a five-part harmony, like a four-part harmony, like a Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. It's beautiful. Something like right. that. If if you want to get like safe some sort repair. of yeah. yeah, we're not there yet, <laughs> but we're getting there. You so, and I are pretty yeah. good, though. No, but like, a, oh man, if I could just hear like a nice two-part harmony, it just yeah. What yeah. do you like better, a harmony or a sing-along, like a uh, like a harmony. crowd sing-along? Because if I'm gonna uh, show and the whole crowd is singing along to a particular song by a band uh, to me that's like this communal uh, visceral experience that that speaks to me maybe more than but I get to get there with Dave Matthews yeah I mean like when the entire credit any whatever your artist is like what you know if the entire crowd is singing along to a particular song I, I was thinking about um uh, Tom Petty won't back down yep yeah. you know at those shows when like when people when everybody in the audience was singing along to it it's pretty amazing so there's a band uh, called uh, Wolfpack and they have a yeah. song called Back Pocket that I love and the first time I ever heard it the lead singer in Madison Square Garden 
somehow got a crowd of 20,000 people to harmonize. I have, like, no idea how and he it was sounded to, good? And it sounded amazing. He goes, all right, everybody on this side singing like this. Everybody in the middle singing <laughs> like this. Everybody on the left side singing like this. And then, <laughs> and then they... All how am I supposed to sing again? You're like this. <laughs> <laughs> but when it, when it happened and they all sang together at the same time, I was like... He just got 20,000 people to harmonize, and I don't have no idea how he's able to do that. Oh, my God, I'm in love. <laughs> Not plugging this? Yeah, you can plug I'll it. I'll tell you, here's, here's two-part harmony, Casey. Right. That, that, uh, that always blows me away. Um, right. You've got to hook okay. that up. You want the soldering gun? Yeah. No, no, I got right. it. I got it. Uh, I need to spit on this. All right. And then, uh, yeah. Are we good to go? Yep. All right, this is this is a two-part harmony that's still... If I fell in love yeah. with you, would you promise to be love true this. and help me? When they start harmonizing. Right here. I love this. If I give my heart to you. It's so hard. I must be sure from the very start. Oh, get goosebumps. That you would love me more than her. Stuff like that. Save light, repair, <laughs> replace. This is one for a windshield repair place. It really caught Paul and I. And the knowledge that wherever you are, even if you're at your daughter's recital, they'll come and replace it for you. It means everything. And they're very friendly, too, which is something you need in that time when you say, how am I going to drive back without my windscreen? <laughs> How are they good, not advertising good with us? British, British reference. Right, Windscreen. <laughs> Whether it's in the boot or the bonnet. In the bonnet, wherever you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm on my I'm on my playlist of my all time favorite songs. Mm. Uh, and so I think I think this one might bring me uh, might bring me around. Oh, <laughs> <And> stop <laughs> it! <laughs> not anymore. You ruined. No, you ruined it forever. <laughs> I will never not. I will never not unhear that. You got now. to tell him to his face. Yeah, how I much, did. How yeah, much Jim Kerr. That meant. Or, I mean, um, um, Tim Kerr. Tim Kerr. Steve. No. Kerr. Yeah. Steve Harvey. <laughs> Why are you telling me this? <laughs> is it Jim Kerr? Yes. Uh, it's got to be Tim Kerr. Played for the Flyers. Steve yeah, Kerr is a coach Kerr. for the uh, Warriors. Yeah. I Jim, don't know Jim why Kerr. you're telling me this. <laughs> I host Family Feud. If Tim Kerr was healthy in 87, they probably would have won the finals. You know? I'm, I, I'm not a singer. I'm an athlete. <laughs> Sell real estate in KB. <laughs> he also anyway. does uh, other good things. Okay. <laughs> good, good charities. Uh, I forgot what I was thinking. You were talking about uh, Safe Life Repair? <laughs> no, I was not. Oh, you were thinking, thinking. that's great the way they do it. <laughs> You don't have to have such a schedule. They'll come to you. <laughs> it was Jim Carr. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I got the name right. Yeah. Chrissy. I was embarrassed because I thought I had the wrong name there for a moment. Oh, I hate that. Um, hang on a second. Let me go to let me go to Joe. We're talking about music therapy. Hi, uh, Joe. Good morning, sir. Yeah, Zooks. Yeah, yeah Zooks, buddy. What's happening? Hey, I called in earlier. I'm um, like last year. I don't remember Quidgebo. Next. Quidgybo, yes. The uh, you have a, do you have the license plate, the Quidgybo license plate? Yep, that's me. Yeah, all right. So Quidgybo is a very obscure Simpsons reference, and I somehow we ended up talking about it on the show. Anyway, thanks for calling back in again. <laughs> all right, what's up, Joe? So uh, 
Um, Casey was talking about if the um, if music might have a negative influence. Okay. Uh, my dad was in a coma about 11 years ago before he died, and you know, my two brothers and I were in the room with him, just you know, holding his hand or whatever. And a couple volunteers came in, you know, hey, we like. One had an acoustic guitar. We're like, hey, we like to play music, you know, have him feel at ease. Right. So, and then they gave us a couple of songs. They were like, oh, Pretty Woman. Obviously, Ray Orbison version, not Van Halen. So they start playing. <laughs> Go ahead. And um, so with not even 15 seconds into the song, my brothers and I look at his vitals, like the little monitor, absolutely haywire. Okay. So, so he, was in a col- he was in a coma at the time? Yeah, not responsive to anything. And, and all of a sudden, you know, heart rate, you know, everything. We're like, um, we don't think he likes the music. I think <laughs> wow, okay. Well, so so would that, could that have a positive effect if he's res- if it's snapping him out of the coma? Uh, I'm not sure. My brothers and I never took We didn't take it that way. <laughs> okay, so stop playing it because you're going to kill him. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I, I, I have no, listen, your ears are functioning. Thanks, Obviously, Joe. even if you're in a coma, you're you're. I know that it's as long just, as just brain function. There's something yeah. happening there. So if Nick, if you're ever in a coma, I will make sure they play this for you. <laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. Uh, hey, let me. I'm going to go to Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Good morning. Hi, you guys rock. Thank you, Thank you Kelly. What's up? Um, so my dad was diagnosed with dementia, but prior to that, he did have a sizable stroke and was hospitalized. Um, my sister and I went to visit him, and he was in the bed. Um, he had aphasia, so he couldn't really talk. And all of a sudden, we started playing music, and Listen to Music came on by the Doobie Brothers. Oh. And he literally got out of the bed, started dancing. We all got up. We started dancing with him. The nurse came in. Like, oh, everybody wow. was, like, shocked. That's amazing. This might yes. be my Fav- most and then favorite. he hosted an afternoon drive show. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite acoustic guitar song opening. I just, it's so uh, it's clean. Great. Yeah. It's Tom Johnson, right? Uh, I don't know if he's playing guitar yeah. on this, but Tom Johnson is uh, definitely lead, singing lead on this. Uh, so, with, throughout his, um, you know, battle with dementia, we, when we ever we put that song on, he always got into a good mood, got up, got dancing. Oh, that's great. I mean, that, and then, that's amazing. Yeah, that song in uh, Chicago, 25 or 624, that's it for him as well. Oh, yeah. Excellent. That's a drug song, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, they were doing cocaine, yeah. I think it's the beat and the upbeat. Right, it wasn't like he was nostalgically remembering cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. All right, thanks, Kelly. That's wild, Kelly. Very cool. I didn't know this was the horns. Yeah, so they they stayed up all night. They were partying, and and apparently the story was one of them looked at the clock, and they were so hammered. They go, is it 25 or 6 to (laughs) 4? What? They couldn't read the clock. (laughs) In the lyric case, he says, should I try to do some more? Should I try to? Sitting cross-leg on the floor. Should I try to do some more? There we go. Uh, Yeah, uh, staring blindly into space, getting up to splash my face, wanting just to stay awake, wondering how much I can take. It's all about a, a yeah. night of partying. Safe way, light repair, safe light Way too hard. <laughs> yeah, safe light repair, safe light replace. They did that as a nod to the Beatles, yeah, okay. which was a huge influence to Chicago. Does anybody really know where I can repair my windshield? Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody really care about glass? <laughs> I didn't know that. It was yeah, yeah. Does anybody really know it was about safe light repair? I had no idea. <laughs> 
Well, anyway, uh, it's an interesting uh, therapy um, and had always heard of music therapy, but never really thought about the, the, the applications because uh, I, I know that kids go through music therapy as well for certain reasons, uh, but I wasn't aware of, like, for stroke rehab yeah. and, and so on, that they would use things like that uh, to engage the mind yeah. uh, just, and to get the, the thing, you know, the, everything firing again. You to know? see that effect, uh, to that therapy, that type of therapy so effective on a 75-year-old man recovering from a stroke is really um, positive. It was a total surprise for me and my family to recognize how valuable it is and certainly something that is going to continue. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks to everybody that's the, that is a music therapist because it's impressive. We will be your clinic Starting here on Thursday at WMMR because the back to school A to Z begins. Yeah. And that's the music therapy that uh, that's all you're going to need because that's everything, man. Everybody, you said it yesterday, and there's not one person who works for this station that does not love. Yeah. This is the favorite, isn't it? it? I mean, it, it's, it's our favorite of, yeah. of all music based programming events. This is the one that, that had, generates the most buzz amongst yeah. the staff. Like everybody gets excited about this and. Can't wait to find out what section of the A to Z is going to be played uh, during their shift, and and uh, it's you know it's a little adventurous, and it's a, it's a really cool thing. So we love doing that. Uh, I apologize to Mike and Hank who are still on hold. Oh. They've been on hold for a while. We have something that maybe we can give them. Casey. Yeah, you know what? We can uh, do they, that. they were on hold for like a half hour, oh, so um, I'm going to try to hand out some stuff to people who are on hold for a ridiculously long amount of time. Let's so hook them up with one uh, of these. One of All right. Uh, let's do the Bud Light Seltzer Classic Variety Pack. Ah, excellent. Give that to you guys. Refreshing fruit flavors like watermelon, tangerine, mango, and black cherry. It's 100% seltzer with no beer included. Try the loudest flavors today. Let's take a break and come back and we'll get into some bizarre file stories. We won't be gone long. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Podcasts. Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve show podcast. We got some stories to share in the form of the Bizarre File. Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. And this morning is brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. The present Candlebox coming Saturday, I'm sorry, Sunday, September 4th. And tickets are on sale at LiveCasinoPhilly.com. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Well, this is strange. The last remaining member of an uncontacted indigenous group in Brazil has died, officials say. Uh, The man whose name was not known had lived in total isolation for the past 26 years. He was known as Man of the Hole because he dug deep holes, some of which he used to trap animals while others appeared to be hiding spaces. His body was found on the 23rd of August in a hammock outside his straw hut, and there were no signs of violence. The man was the last of an indigenous group whose other remaining six members were killed in 1995. The Uh, rest of them uh, uh, worked in IT. Ah, okay. 
Uh, the group lived in the uh, Tanaru indigenous area in the state of Rondonia, which borders Bolivia. I program missile defense systems, and uh, he uh, he digs holes. Uh, the majority of his tribe were thought to have been killed as early as the 1970s by ranchers wanting to expand their land. It's amazing that this, and this does happen, where you have these isolated groups of people. Uh, the man of the hole is thought to have been about 60 years old and have died of natural causes. There were no signs of any incursion incursions in his territory. And nothing in the site had been disturbed, but police will still carry out post-mortem investigation. Under Brazil's constitution, indigenous people have a right to their traditional land. So those wanting to uh, seize it have uh, been known to kill them. Oh, God. Uh, The man of the hole has been monitored for his own safety by agents from Brazil's indigenous affairs agencies since 1996. Dude, just want a hammock and a hole. Wow. So, yeah, there are about 240 indigenous tribes in Brazil with many under threat as illegal miners, loggers, and farmers encroach on their territory. Uh, So this guy was the last of his group. Uh, Yeah. Pretty wild story, right? It is amazing. All right. Listen to this, Kathy. A Florida man was arrested on his honeymoon after he answered an ad for a prostitute. (laughs) On his honeymoon. Oh, God. Paul Tarovsky left his new bride sleeping in their hotel room in Tampa and went out to meet a prostitute that he had connected with online. God, I can really go for a hooker. Uh, when the self-employed businessman arrived at the Hyatt Hotel, he was placed in handcuffs, caught up in a sting operation by local police to crack down on sex trafficking. There must be some understand- misunderstanding here. I'm looking for a hooker. Uh, the county sheriff said the only question here was, as a wedding guest, was it too late to get the gifts that they gave returned back to them? So this guy was busted on his honeymoon. Wow. That's just inappropriate timing. Police are trying to reunite more than 120 stolen forklifts with their rightful owners. On August 24th, detectives with the Inglewood Police Department were investigating the theft of two forklifts when they served a search warrant on a warehouse. And inside, they discovered over 120 forklifts. Louie really likes forklifts. Talk to him. And other industrial machinery that were apparently being housed for resale. I don't think, how, you know, think of the businesses in the area. Could you pull together 120 forklifts? It's believed that all the equipment was stolen because warehouse employees were stripping ID numbers and repainting the equipment. By the way. Where are all the forklifts? Uh, police did not say if anyone had been arrested in connection with the thefts. Used forklifts can cost anywhere from a thousand dollars to the more than uh, to more than ten thousand dollars based on their weight, capacity, fuel type, <clears throat> and other factors. Quick question: I don't know if this ever was part of a design or a competing design. Was there ever a spoon lift? Oh, oh. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Yeah. Just to compete with the forks. Scissor lifts. Scissor lifts. There are those. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Hansen had big plans for the 846-pound pumpkin he had grown. He'd been trying to grow a pumpkin that big for nearly a decade, but Berta wasn't just for show. Hansen hollowed it out, plopped a cooler inside, <laughs> and hit the banks of the Missouri River. The 60-year-old was on a quest to squash the Guinness World <laughs> for the longest journey by pumpkin boat. And yes, that's a thing. And he's not the first to use a giant gourd as a vessel. Rick Swenson, who in 2016 completed a 25-mile trip inside a pumpkin when he paddled from Grand Forks, North Dakota to Oslo, Minnesota. It's pretty amazing. Holds the title. But Hansen's 38-mile float on Saturday would blow past that record. If verified by Guinness World Records, he could join those who have pushed the limits of what's possible. Officials in Bellevue, Nebraska... 
announced Hansen's record on Saturday just hours after he had completed the voyage to Nebraska City. Hansen spent about 11 hours floating in his pumpkin. People across the globe followed his progress, wishing Hansen Godspeed, or as one fan put it, Gord Speed. <laughs> Hansen is known for growing large pumpkins and other produce. When he first uh, approached the Bellevue officials about sending his giant pumpkin down the river, uh, yeah. they didn't know that he would be riding in it. Talk to me when you dig holes. Before launching, Hansen had to carve the boat. Yeah. Uh, with a circumference of around 146 inches, Berta was large enough for Hansen to fit inside once the pumpkin was hollowed out. So, I, did he treat the outside with anything, like an no. oil or anything? No. Huh? No, he just gored the gourd. Yeah. yeah. His journey was not without challenges. Uh, he had to be on top of it the whole time. He said waves from passing boats threatened to tip his pumpkin more than once. Yeah. He said, you got to stop everything. Just hold on and ride with those waves. That was bad, he said. <laughs> hold on loosely, but don't let go. By 2.52 p.m., Hansen hit the 25.5-mile mark. At that point, he had broken the record set in 2016. But nearly four hours and 13 miles later, he arrived at the marina in Nebraska City, where a crowd of family, friends, and fans were awaiting with loud cheers and happy tears. You're a moron! <laughs> Hansen's daughter, Morgan, said, I'm so proud of my dad. He's always said... I'm just kidding, by the way. I'm not. Listen to this. He, he always said, you can do anything you want. Yeah. And how can you not believe somebody who goes out and does exactly what he wants? You inspire me, Papa. She said, I'm just so proud. Uh, when Hanson's wife, Allison, asked, what was it like to have a world record holding husband? She said, I never know what's going to be next. So he did it. What's it like? I want a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> so... He managed to get out there and do it, and we'll just wrap it up. Right we, there. Should we try something like that in the bizarre file? Maybe yeah, go, go down need, the school in a banana. We need an eight hundred pound <laughs> banana, and we could do that. Yeah. All right, there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. Let's take a quick break and come back in a moment. Don't forget it is Tattoo Your opportunity to win a Preston and Steve show themed tattoo from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Text the word tattoo to three nine three three three, and make sure you check them out at seventeen twenty nine South Street in Philly. We'll be back in a moment. The new and improved MMR app is out. It's faster, better organized, yet fully customizable to your liking. Start poking around now. Fans of the Preston and Steve show, put their show page right up top. See the latest Preston and Steve t-shirt designs in the rock shop. Watch daily rush videos or want to hear Preston and Steve podcasts first? Totally your call. Look for Marissa's App Hack videos to get the ultimate user experience. So update your app now and then customize it to make the new MMR app your app. Listen, I know it's only Tuesday, uh, but there's a lot in the world of food that's going on right now. Well, we have to do it then. Yeah. So there's no option. Oh, yes. Casey's going to get my bell. Uh, yeah. I always forget to, uh, yeah, to do this. Up. So uh, here we go. It's time for... Oh, come on. <laughs> okay, hang on. Hang on. Wait, put it down. I can't hold it. There's no words on it. Hang on. I just want to get my mic close to it. That's why I'm doing it. So it's time for The Connoisseur. The Tuesday edition of The Connoisseur. Get all your eating plans in order for the Labor Day weekend. Ooh, that's a good way to put it. That's how I'm selling this crap. All right, so we're going to start with uh, some local stuff. Uh, Chef Mark Vetri is going to join the new food lineup at the Wells Fargo Center's club level. I like this. Uh, this will be completing the roster of celebrity restaurant tours announced as part of a $350 million renovation of the South Philadelphia Arena. 
Uh, and it'll be unveiled fully in October, from what I understand. It'll be at the when the Sixers and Flyers get underway. Uh, so it's whole new at the, at the club level. We we talked about some of the improvements over the over the past year or so that they've been uh, working on. Some and, of them were stalled a bit because of everything that was going on, obviously. But uh, I'm I'm a sucker for food, and everything tastes better there, you know. And I don't know if it's just the general zeal, but mm-hmm. I'm very excited for the additions. It needs to because everything costs more there. So it does, yeah. Very well, it better taste better. You can get a bowl of popcorn for sixty bucks. Okay, yeah. Uh, so Vetri's game will be pizza. Okay, so... Uh, Pizza party. It says, uh, hey, everybody, it's Mark Fetchy Pizza Party. <laughs> Do we have that? That was yeah, the Olsen. I'm, I'm looking for it. The Olsen twins? Yeah. yeah. Pizza party. P-R-Z-Z-A. Uh, we gotta have that. It's got, you know, it's just late. It's probably. Then we labeled. need to get it now, goddammit. <laughs> you looking under pizza? Or no, Olsen I already twins? looked under pizza. It's got to be under Olsen, Olsen twins. Yeah. Or... Uh, yes, they they took a, an old video of uh, the Olsen twins <laughs> yeah. and pitched it down and uh, pitched it down a little bit. There you go. It into the here we go. This is it. You know what? I'm gonna cut that out now. Okay. And start all over. Pizza. Okay. Imagine if you're tripping balls and you hear that. Um, So, with Vetri's name no longer his, it says in this article, I assume this is a Michael Klein article. Yes. Uh, I don't know what that means, with Vetri's name no longer his. Did he sell the name in association with the pizza place? Marissa knows. With the pizza place? Pizza. Good luck trying to explain this. <laughs> yeah, it's when he sold uh, all of his restaurants to Urban Outfitters. Not all of them, but he sold Vetri Pizza to Urban Outfitters, what, like five, seven years ago? Let me ask you then. What happened to, because um, there was the, the location in the KOP. Oh, I think that closed. Yeah. Oh, That's man. Cool. Yeah. That was what, really good. Urban Outfitters? Or? No, it was, no, it was a Mark Vetri Pizza. <laughs> the Vetri Pizza. Urban Outfitters is still there. Which one of the malls was that? <laughs> it was in the uh, richier part. The new part. Oh, the, the new richier part. Right I'll translate for people who don't feel like listening to that. I've decided that we'll talk like this for the rest of Pizza. the day. Uh, it was delicious. So this, uh, do, do There's you think... still two in the city, so you can go to the one in Center City and, or Fairmount. Man, okay. Who else has sold their name? Because uh, Vetri did, but I'm, I'm, there's somebody else who next. Uh, no, no, no. Somebody local, a restaurateur, Marissa, maybe you know better than I do, but like uh, somebody else sold their name um, and they had their name on the restaurant and it's no longer even theirs. And that's just got to be a weird thing to like. Was it Tony Luke? Tony Luke. Maybe. Because <laughs> you can sell the licensing rights to your name and your product uh, mm-hmm. to a bigger company. Yeah, the, the liability is that if you if they, if they the quality diminishes, your name is on it and it right. diminishes yeah. your yeah. impact. Yeah, Was, his situation's interesting because Vetri Pizza he sold, but he still has the restaurant called Vetri, huh. which is like the really expensive. Like, but this says course. he sold his entire restaurant group, the Vetri family, to Urban Outfitters. Mm-hmm. Mm. Huh. Nick, was it kept- Mickey Rooney? No. Mickey Rooney. He had the Tabas Hotel out in Downingtown. Yeah. Giant head, small body. I remember that. <laughs> All right, anyway. All right, enough of this. Enough of that. 
with his name no longer his his Vetri's uh, chief of staff, Carolyn Setlow, will, has uh, coined the name MVP. That's what it should be called, which could be... Mark uh, Vetri Pizza. It could be a play on that, yeah, and uh, the venue sports name. Uh, MVP will replace the Bistro, a stand which was on the 11th Street side. Uh, Vetri said the MVP pizza will be different from Pizzeria Vetri's. He said, I like to call it a cross between Rome and Naples. Uh, there will be a 10-inch personal size plus a 16-incher for the sweets. Why don't they call it Raple? Oh, dude. Thank you. Because... I'm sorry? <laughs> well, Rome and Naples, I would call it Raples. I don't think it sell as well. <laughs> no. What does uh, that say on your menu? It says Raples. Uh, calzones <laughs> and desserts will round out the menu. Calzones are overrated. Uh, wow. Yeah. Blanket right. statement. No, I'm with you, bro. Oh, if, no. if what about Strombolis? I'm going fine. No problem. Stromboli all day. Yeah. But calzone? Calzone. No. Well, calzone is just God, a little stromboli. So no, it's not. About no. the calzone. Not calzone has forgot to Nick, you made the mistake. You didn't say full stop. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If you had said full stop, they, they would not be able to argue. I have never saw somebody get so uh, worked up over a calzone. Dear. Yeah, well, I have my opinions, Kathy. Do you not like regatta cheese? It's fine. Oh, no. See, yeah. No, I mean, it's I, fine. I'm There's not sure wrong we can be it. friends anymore. Uh, by the way, circling back, Mark Vetri. It's Vetri's like a pizza party. <laughs> Mark Vetri Pizza uh, is still in King of Prussia. They moved to that town center where the Wegmans is. Oh, and the oh Steve, oh, we can okay. go there. Yeah. We're going to go have a pizza party. Because <laughs> we are not going into the city, that's it's, for sure. No, no. It's called uh, Pizzeria Vetri. Oh, okay. excellent. Yeah. Because it was really good. I had a pizza cone the other day for the first time in my life. Those are good. Yeah. No, they're not. I mean, they are. Oh, yes, they no, they're are. Not. They're better than actually, a calzone. Not they're even way close. better than a calzone. <laughs> oh I had one. Is it from the truck? Uh, it was uh, on the boardwalk, a place called Kona. Because, yeah, the, the um, I had it. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you you have, there's a certain way you have to eat it. It was so you a don't, different way to eat pizza. And get it all over your face. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I liked it, Case. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. Even bad pizza is pretty good. Uh, yeah, except cone pizzas. They suck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like Nick, if Nick's going to take a firm stance, I'm going to. You can, yeah, that's all right. Just remember to say full stop, and then we can't argue. Cone as, pizza. As previously announced, Stephen Starr's name is attached to uh, a place called Adrian. Yeah. A 300-seat <clears throat> American tavern, which is replacing the grill at the Wells Fargo Center. And, of course, it is named after Talia Shire's character in Rocky. That's excellent. Yep. And one of the levels, Broad Street side, on the level uh, levels, Broad Street side, uh, Jose Garces will front Garces Eats, huh. serving dishes inspired by the Garces Restaurants Village Whiskey and the Old Bar, uh, and uh, Distrito as well. It's right next to Buckus, where everything tastes like a dog's ass. Well, <laughs> dude, you and I are like, I was thinking Buckus as well. I'm like, could you call a place Buckus and it's just nothing but like animal butts? Like pork butts? Because yeah, sure. people eat pork butts. Uh, absolutely. What other animal ass do people eat? Actually, you know, the butt is actually the shoulder. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's, it, believe it or not. It's, and, I, and I think that the, the shoulder is called the butt, <laughs> believe it or not. That's weird. And it's strange? Yeah. You would have to pull up the different cuts of meat on a... Uh, on a cow? On, no, on a... On a pork. On a On a pork. On a pork. Go bet the pork. <laughs> on a pig. I think I'm correct about that. I'm not 100% sure. But is there... Uh, okay. Uh, I don't think there is. Okay. Uh, mm. the, lamb, the ham is the ass. Hey, ham, ham ass. ass. Uh, <laughs> that's right, yeah. The uh, jambon. Jambon? Yeah, that's where you get the word ham, and it's uh, the French word for leg. Jambon. And uh, the top of the butt is the leg. There we go. Okay. 
Yeah. All right. Anyway, moving on. So the club level also is getting a premium seating entrance and lobby, new seating options, and themed whiskey and tequila bars. Now, that's good news for you, correct? Yeah. Whiskey connoisseur. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Adrian MVP and Garces Eats will be operated by Aramark, uh, the <clears throat> center's food and beverage partner. That's the other thing. When you open up a place at the yeah, Wells Fargo Aramark Center, right. Aramark does the food. I knew yeah. somebody who had a little bit of an issue with that. I know who that person is. And they didn't like the quality <laughs> control on that. So, Well, when you have your own brand, you're handing it over to somebody else and hoping that they keep and, the quality. And that was the issue. Yep. Now, now I'm, a, I'm a fan of, you know, a lot of that stuff. Like, I, I will, I don't know what it is, but I want well, I chicken fingers when I go there. You love uh, and the, the chicken fingers. I do. I do. And it's and stuff I would never normally eat. But when you're there, that Aramark stuff, uh, I dig it. But what like the chickies, the chickies fries, chickies and Pete's fries are everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is it just because that's easy? Uh, it's, it's easy, easy to maintain because that. They, because yeah. it seems the same no right. matter where you get it. Yeah. yeah. And the sauce as well. Yeah, I guess it's probably pretty simple. Uh, yeah, we pull up. Yeah, the butt is up on the shoulder. Okay. Casey, and so. my friend Jen, she says that she eats turkey butts. So no, I, I'm, I've never I'm had a, a big so, fan of the ass. So butt kiss might be... A reality someday, yeah, Casey. Yeah. All animal butts. <laughs> Wait, do you see the line out in front of that place? <laughs> out of the back. All right, um, order up. Next one. Uh, I love this. Uh, Antoine Dodson, the man behind the hide your wife, hide your kids yes. moment, uh, viral moment. One of the first big viral stars. Getting in on the adult beverage game by partnering with his local craft brewery called Straight to Ale, which is based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And the name of the beer pays homage to his virality, uh, as it can, as it is called the Run and Tell That, with a cartoon of him on the can. Now, to, just to re-familiarize you guys with Antoine Dodson, uh, this was his moment. So there was a... Um, uh, a break-in at a, his home, home invasion, an attempted rape of his sister. He intervened yes. and scared the guy off. And then the the, uh, the news came and was doing a story on it, and it was just gold. It was. Yeah. So this, this was it to remind you of that. He's climbing in your windows. He's snatching your people up, trying to rape them. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. We got your T-shirt, you the left fingerprints and all. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. You don't have to come and confess that you did it. We're looking for you. We, we going to find you. I'm letting you know now. So you can run and tell that, homeboy. Do we have the remix the the song? Oh, it was, it was really good. Shmo Yo Yo. You remember that? The, 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 the group that did that, they had a YouTube channel, probably still do. It was called Shmo Yo Yo. Okay. And they would take these viral sensations and then auto-tune them and make songs at them. And they were really catchy. So well, they did a great uh, parody uh, with the um, uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, in the beginning, they have a guy who's supposed to be Antoine Dodson uh, g- doing uh, a viral video that they turn into a song. Well, while we're... Oh, do we have that I, case? I, I don't know if this is it or not. Uh, yeah. Let's find out. Are you still hiding your kids, hiding your wives? Oh, no, 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 no. He, he did, he did uh, an ad for an ad. Go back to the to the new stuff here, Casey, because there's something I want to... Uh, while Marissa's looking for that song, which I'm sure she is because mm-hmm. she's on it. Uh, she's in there like booty hair, as they say. Uh, can you go to the new stuff, please? This, this, oh, 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 sorry. To, to, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. to the most recent yes, yeah, yeah, things yeah. sent right. over. Because something was triggering this memory. And, Steve, when when you sent over this story, it made me realize, you know, we've had several people mention Manti Teo. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't know if you guys remember or not, but there was an, a Manti Teo auto-tune. Was there? Yes. He he did an interview with Katie Couric. Ah. And that's why when everybody was bringing up this Manti Teo thing lately, I'm like, something. And then and then I remembered it. And, and I had Marissa grab this. This is a little bit of this. See if you remember this. It was just somebody's prank. I did not know. She was fake. The same day that everybody else found out, I found out. I just found that everything I believed to be reality wasn't reality at all. Wasn't reality at all. And it's when Katie comes in. You had never met. Why? Why? Manti? The feelings, the pain, that was all real. Can you see why people would view this as a lie? I didn't lie. My whole world told me that she died. Why? Why? Manti? She seemed nice. She seemed very beautiful. Did you just feel like I'm in this too deep? Yes. Why? Why? Manti? <laughs> also, Shmo Yo Yo. I miss these. Yeah, they probably still do them. But they, they do. They just don't make as much. They, impact they get gobbled up so much. They're so, you're, they're coming at you from so many different um, angles. Yeah. You know. Yeah. There's about 50 new ones a day. All right. So back to Antoine. Yeah. Uh, so the um, after the news had interviewed him, he became a uh, you know a sensation overnight and one of the very first viral sensations on the internet. That was huge. Um, and now he is, uh, he's going on to create his own alcoholic beverage and they're going to be marketing this, uh, and it will be made available to the public coming September 24th. (laughs) And it says at a big celebratory event and Dodson will even get a chance to make his personality shine since he is set to promote the drink in a commercial as well. If you think of the viral videos that hit around that time, another one that came out that made the rounds that I found hilarious was the uh, the leprechauns in the trees. Yeah. That was another one. Uh, and also uh, Double Rainbow was another Double uh, Rainbow. when they uh, auto-tuned that one. Right. Uh, here's uh, Antoine talking about uh, his beer. He's clamming in your... Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> we don't have that. It just says Antoine Dodson has his own beer. Yeah, that's what the... Uh, the oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, remix at the top, Case. Uh, here, here we go. Here we go. He's climbing in your windows. He's snatching your people up. He's trying to break them so you need to hide your kids. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Can't hide your ugly because they're raping everybody out here. We don't have a call. Ain't the best. We're looking for you. We don't find you. We don't find you. So you can run and tell that. Run and tell that. We need more of that. You know, it's another dude who made who made the rounds at around the same time, a little bit after uh-uh. that guy who had the resonant voice who was. Yeah, panhandling. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. and, and he sounded oh, like a radio announcer. Right, he spoke like this. I I looked him up a few years ago, and he had um, he was starting to head, you know, head in the right direction. Yeah, and, and they back and slid. slid back, and I and then I don't know what ended up happening mm. after that. But he, you know, um, sometimes you can kind of put a new coat of paint on someone, right. and it doesn't quite 
fix the problem with no, no, the engine. No, substance abuse. Issues yeah, yeah, and, so. absolutely. Yeah. So apparently, I, the uh, Shmo Yo Yo guys did a Chrissy Wake Up song from Stranger Things this past season. <gasps> oh that, yeah, I heard it. Okay. Uh, Is it good? Caroline played it for me. Yeah, it's great. Okay. It's excellent. So there's a scene in Stranger Things where uh, Eddie's going, "Chrissy, wake yeah. up!" Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of melodic. And they took it and they did the magic to it. And it's it's pretty great. So, all right, anyhow, um, another order here for you. So, there is a bill banning the sale of whipped cream canisters to teenagers. Sponsored by Democratic State Senator, uh, Senator Joseph uh, Adabo in New York, who said he supported the measure after he became aware of the detrimental effect of nitrous oxide was having on his district. So this has been forever. I remember years ago going in, this is like 10, 12 years ago, I was, I think we were up on Long Island, I was, we were visiting family, went in, remember those places, the coffee beanery? Yeah. Went in there mm-hmm. and uh, and ordered a hot chocolate and Preston, there were like nine empty cans of whipped cream. They <laughs> oh, couldn't yeah. find, and and the guy, the guy was like, I don't have any more. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I think I know why you're running out of all the whipped cream. And and so this has been around forever. Yeah, and listen, I, I don't know if this was a joke picture, but this is uh, had to have been about uh, yeah, about uh, two or three weeks ago. Somebody posted a picture of a billboard that was in. Atlantic City uh, of like basically like cans of whippets that you could buy, and it was advertising. It was whippets? advertising whippets, and and Would I don't know if it legal? was a joke because of well, fish was in town at the time, oh. and there's a ton of nitrous that's that's sold at those uh, shows afterwards. But hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your wife. Uh, <laughs> so I got to find it, I, and I don't know if it was true or not. Uh, it it could have been a joke, but it looked legit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kent Sopras, who serves as president of the New York Association of Convenience Stores, told the Times Union that uh, he let members of his organization know uh, to enforce the law when he became aware of it just two months ago, which he attributed to a likely issue regarding how the law was tracked. Apparently, it's been in place for a little while, but they haven't okay. enforced it yeah. yet. And a spokesperson for the Schenectady based sorry uh, based I never go there uh, based <laughs> supermarket chain uh, price shopper told the Albany newspaper that self checkouts in their stores would begin uh, flagging whipped cream canisters as age restricted products beginning on September first. And other food retailers have taken similar steps. What else falls into that realm? Is it around? Well, can you huff? Yeah, is that what you're saying? No, well, mm. stuff that they are like, like I know they won't sell eggs. Uh, there, there's an age restriction around Halloween mm. that some stores will enforce, uh, but th- there's not a lot that I mean, y- you're 13, 14, 15 years old. You go in, you know, yeah. I wouldn't automatically assume, oh, they're using it for this. Uh, the, the kid just wants whipped cream. Yeah, no, this this picture that I'm looking at looks legit. And the, do you want me to say the name of this? Uh, company because it says ice cold nitrous uh i think that's a five uh yeah 580 gram whipped cream chargers all right so they're just crack uh i think are they called crackers maybe uh um yeah if you remember steve uh steve when he was in in yes really really bad so here's the uh, we have a picture of the uh of the um, billboard yeah, here. It looks kind studio. of legit. In fact, there's a QR code on it. There's a QR code. There's a website. Uh, so th- this is not necessarily being marketed 
as nitrous for your whipped cream. This is... Right. Uh, There's a, clearly like some sort of Grateful Dead um, mm-hmm. Volkswagen bus. Yeah. There's a website at the bottom of that. If you want to click on that website, see what that that's all about. But um, yeah, so when you... You could get these whippet crackers and basically crack it into you would you would a twist dispenser. it a dispenser you would twist it crack it and then and then inhale it I you know this is what we did in college it's <laughs> <laughs> what we did in college like right. listen I'm you You're know do it now uh, you know, I wasn't and like it's bad biting on on the corners of uh, you know Kensington or anything like that right. it was you know, you, you it was a legit store yeah. purchases it wasn't good uh, and I killed a ton of brain cells but you know. Uh, now it's right. being marketed as such. Okay. Uh, well, in New York, you've got to uh, you got to show proof of uh, age. Yes. In order to purchase a whip, your whip it. Yep. All right. Moving on. Um, stop the music. Oh. Order up. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So, how about this? Uh, do you love Mountain Dew? To say I do. If so, you can have a chance to win a trip to Las Vegas to get married this October to a can of alcoholic hard Mountain Dew. What the hell is that? It's it's a promotion. Okay, All right. so are you a Mountain Dew fan? Uh, there was a time I haven't had it in ages, uh, but it uh, I used to love it. You know yeah. who loves it? Mormons. Mormons love Mountain Dew. They do because that's why. Well, it's caffeine. caffeine. Yeah. Because it has caffeine? Yeah. It's like, you know, probably you know, next to like Jolt Cola. Next to Whippets. Like, or or uh, Red Bull. It's probably the most caffeinated soft drink. Why do... Okay. Why do Mormons love it then? Because they're allowed to drink caffeine now. Okay. Yeah, they oh. were before. I, okay. did they love coffee? Yeah, do they love coffee too? Co- coffee has a, has a, you know, it's it's not everybody's cup of coffee. Where you are know, you basing this off of? Just, you know, do... Hey, you know what? Do your research, Kath, okay? I do your research. I, I, I just, I'm just wondering <laughs> where you came up with Mormons love Mountain Dew. I was hanging with Mormons in Utah, and they so were one Mormon sucking, likes Mountain Dew? They were sucking. Well, listen, we were talking. They were Nick, sucking if you could down. do a quick check. I don't even do, know what do, the hell we're talking do about. Do Mormons disproportionately love Mountain Dew? <laughs> Rather than question me. Just, just no, accept just, what I yeah, say. Listen, you, we'll just accept you everything you say. Stalin used to say the same <laughs> thing. I'm just interested where it comes from because Rather you throw question. out these statements and like, <laughs> wh- like where did this research come from? Maybe the preface should be anecdotally, I believe. <laughs> There's an article from the Salt Lake Tribune that yeah. Nick has pulled up. And I read that every single day. Uh, <laughs> the LDS Church, blah, blah, blah. Nick, find find something that's pertinent. That talks about Mountain Dew. And, uh, and I'll, 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 ma- I'll continue to mention the promotion Anything? while you do your research. <laughs> so, bachelors and bachelorettes looking to wed an adult beverage must express their undevoted love and passion for hard Mountain Dew in the form of of an epically awesome proposal to be considered, a news release said. said. Mountain Dew announced that it was going the alcohol route earlier this year, and now the brand hopes that there's enough time for superfans to fall in love with Hard Mountain Dew. And uh, they continue to say that to court the Hard Mountain Dew can, fans must propose to Hard Mountain Dew by sharing their love story and writing a legendary personalized wedding proposal that shows the brand why they're the one to spend a lifetime of happiness together. Uh, the news release stated submissions will be scored based on imagination, originality, and most importantly, love of Hard Mountain Dew. So this is a cute idea. I would say this. Uh, my take on Mountain Dew was always that it was very, very sweet. 
And so uh, I guess this is actually the perfect sort of soda to pair with an alcohol, right? Because yeah, could be. that's what you're looking for, right? I can't say that I've ever had a Mountain Dew cocktail before, no. though. No. I don't think I've ever had anything mixed with Mountain Dew in it. So I'm not sure what would, what would uh, you know, pair well do with the this. Do the Dew? Uh, the lucky winner will be flown to Las Vegas for a wedding ceremony at the Little Las Vegas Chapel. Uh, the fan and their new aluminum spouse will stay two nights in a, quote, epic Vegas suite. And the wedding reception will be held at one of Las Vegas's hottest clubs. Now, they're going to they're also going to be forced to consummate the marriage under the viewing of some sort of Mountain Dew cuck. Uh, maybe. Yeah. The winner will receive $1,000 and lots of hard Mountain Dew as a wedding present. Uh, so you get some cool prizes. Uh, those interested in proposing can do so at harddoido.com. And the last do is spelled D-O, not D-E-W. Uh, the deadline to apply is September 8th. So You know who'd like this? It's a goofy little Mormons. Thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they would love it. All right. Hang on. Let me go to uh, Jason. Grew up Mormon. Yeah. Hey. Hi, Jason. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, fellas. How's it going? Good. What's up, buddy? Sometimes the whistle goes woo, and sometimes the whistle goes woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's up, bud? So I grew up Mormon, yeah, and uh, the main reason, like, Mormons choose soda, like Mountain Dew, Pepsi, over, like, coffee or tea is because of this whole word of wisdom that they live by. They're not allowed to have tobacco, caffeinated drinks, um, so the, it's kind of a loophole. They have these whole, like... Soda stores, like soda fountains. It's like a Starbucks, but for sodas. Okay. Hey, Jason, Utah, is, is there is there um, a correlation between a drinking a cold drink versus drinking a hot drink when it comes to Mormons and one Ooh. that might be caffeinated versus one that um, a caffeinated drink that's hot is a little more forbidden than a caffeinated drink that is cold? Uh, no, you would, you, you would think that there would be no differentiation, um, and there's really not. Uh, it's more so how they call it hot drinks. Uh, that's what we referred to it back in the 1800s. As like coffee and tea, right? Um, so it has to do with like very, very early, early Mormonism. All right. Um, so why so can yeah, you have soda? Hot, cold, whatever. Why no can you have soda cold. though and not coffee? Well, see, that's the best thing. It's like it's really kind of a, a loophole that the Mormons, like technically, if they're living by the letter of the law, they shouldn't be drinking any caffeine. Okay. Because it's it's a, a addicting substance, you know. I don't but, know if you drink coffee a lot, but you know if you go without it, you're going to get a headache. Hey, Jason. By the way, is coffee still flat out a no no? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Oh, right. uh, for some reason I thought that had been relaxed. No, no. Huh. No, they don't go to church for three hours anymore on Sundays. It's only two. All so right. They're, they're relaxed in that way. But. Okay, interesting. Yes. All right, so, so soda, caffeinated soda is a bit of a loophole, and they will see that as kind of being a, a little bit of a vice, I guess, that they are okay to go ahead and, and participate with. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And like I said, they got these whole, like, stores dedicated to, like, these variations on soda drinks where they'll okay. have like Red Bull or like coconut milk or okay. it's, it's weird. They're only like... You drink a soda salt. drink. Yeah. You, you drink yeah. a coffee drink. drink. <laughs> no, they have, they have really interesting things concerning beverages and, and we've talked about uh, the Zion Curtain. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, that they yep. have in restaurants. You can't see drinks being made. Nope. You're not allowed to visibly uh, see cocktails being made. Super weird. Uh, sitting at a bar uh, with my brother. This was like a month ago. We went out for my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. And he ordered, we're drinking up here, and he ordered a Moscow mule. They would not set down his mule until he finished his beer. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you, I was cut off one mm -hmm. time at a, at a restaurant. I asked for a Probably like 9.30. I asked for, no, I asked for a second cocktail. And, and that they, was it. And they said, sorry, we can't serve you anymore. I was like, 
I, yeah. I, I think I drank my first one too fast. I was that it? That was it? Yeah. Wow. Wow. You can't get beer out there, like, above 5% unless huh. you go to, like, a state store. And yet they have, instead of pretzels, they have bowls full of whippets. Which wow. is just so <laughs> crazy. Weird. <laughs> it's just crazy. All right, thanks, Jason. Appreciate it, yeah, man. Guys, All right, you too. So apparently, you. they also love uh, Mountain Dew over there in the Middle East. I was listening to this uh, uh, podcast about uh, you guys know uh, Bo Bergdahl. Uh, yeah, uh, he was yeah, he, he captured by yeah. the uh, uh, tal- Taliban. E- either way, he was captured, uh, I believe, in Afghanistan. But uh, and he was talking in this thing about how. Uh, they just love Mountain Dew over there. All right. The Mormons of the desert. Yeah. Uh, by the way, 2012 Latter-day Saints allowed members to drink caffeinated soft drinks. 2017, Brigham Young started selling caffeinated sodas on campus. Ooh. Uh, so, yeah. So, interesting. All right. Well, anyhow, if you want to get married to Mountain Dew, <laughs> yes. the hard Mountain Dew, which is the alcohol base, you can't. And by the way, I got a text from a friend of mine who said that, uh, believe it or not, tequila and Mountain Dew Pair well, pretty good. It's called a redneck margarita. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah, you want to try one on the show? That's, <laughs> nah, that's okay. Somebody uh, said if you mix a Mountain Dew with Jack Daniels, it's called a Jackadoo. Jackadoo. I don't know if that sounds good or okay. at all, but we should make a shot. weed. Guess what I get to do? <laughs> yeah. You're right. Wee! Guess what I get to do? All right. How about a Jackadoo? All right, how about this? We're going to continue in the beverage department. We've had a lot of beverage stories. Today. Yeah, yeah. Very little in the food. We're very hydrated. Uh, tea can be a hard of a part of a healthy diet, and people who drink tea may even be a little more likely to live longer than those who do not. Yes. Uh, tea contains helpful substances known to reduce inflammation. Past studies in China and Japan, where green tea is popular, suggest uh, health benefits. Uh, the new study extends the good news to the UK's favorite drink, which is black tea. Uh, scientists from the U.S. National Cancer Institute asked about the tea habits of nearly a half million adults in the United Kingdom and then followed them up for four, uh, up to 14 years. And they adjusted for risk factors such as health, uh, socioeconomics, uh, smoking, alcohol intake, diet, age, race, and gender. And higher tea intake, two or more cups daily, was linked to a modest benefit, a 9 to 13% lower risk of death from any cause versus non-tea drinkers. So you're saying, and it doesn't matter if you include uh, sugar or milk in in that uh, tea, tea as Tea temperature well. or adding milk or sugar did not change the results. And they said on average, tea drinkers who drink two cups or more a day will live another 40 years, correct? Uh, it says 9 to 13%. Okay. Not another uh, 40 years. <laughs> uh, I do. Every day I drink uh, two, at least two cups of tea. That uh, Outside of the morning, which is coffee, uh, when I'm home or uh, relaxing, I will have tea. I, I love Lipton tea. Okay. I was going to ask yep. what, do you, what kind of tea you prefer. Yep. Uh, and my mother, and, and Claire, my wife, is a massive tea fan, uh, but my, my mother, it didn't matter if it was 150 degrees outside, hot cup of tea. Uh, our, I grew up, that was our main beverage, yep. was iced tea. Yep. Uh, drank loads of it, gallons of it, all the time. Like sun tea or the sugary stuff? So it was sweet tea. So we grew up in the South, mm-hmm. uh, or we lived in the South. My, my parents are from the South, so that's what we had. So it was, like homemade? Yeah. Oh, yeah. and it's the best. I love sweet Southern tea. But it was, uh, yeah, we would guzzle that stuff. But I, I stopped a long time ago. And I, and I will have an occasional, I had a cup of tea. Uh, <laughs> Caroline makes tea all the time. She makes it every day. So she asked me if I wanted some, and I had uh, one the other day. And it, may I say, it was quite delightful. I like uh, Ted Lasso's take on tea. Yes. yes. That's just brown water. <laughs> <It's great. laughs> this, this, this tea thing's a joke over here, right? <laughs> 
Uh, but no, I do. I do like tea. Um, with, without a little assistance in the sweetness department, it's a it's a bit too bland for me. I will. Or not bland is not the right word. I don't. I, it's um, tastes like piss. No, nah, it just doesn't. It's not that appetizing to me. But but add a little sugar, a little sweetness to it, and I'm happier. But I will drink unsweetened iced tea. I do fat free milk with uh, a little bit of sugar. I will. I can though drink Earl Grey. Sans anything, I think that has a very nice taste. The uh, you know uh, Captain Picard's drink of choice, but yeah, I, I'm. It's just I find it soothing. And I, I like the ones that have notes of a uh, fruit in them, like a lemon tea, like a lemon zinger, lemon or pineapple yeah. uh, or even orange. I like a lemon zinger. Anybody else drink a uh, like a ginger tea or a chamomile? After I've done that. Dinner? Yeah. I like them. I feel really manly when I order a chamomile. <laughs> Remember all the big push uh, celestial seasonings yeah, used to man. have. Commercials on all the time about all the different. Uh, That's right after your, your white wine spritzer, right? Correct. Yeah, yes. I mean you got to wind down. <laughs> I was. I went on. This I have to finish this up. I'm having an MMA fight. In 10 <laughs> <minutes>. <laughs> Nick, I went on a tea kick and I bought every tea there was different options. I was going to have it every single day instead of coffee. It lasted one day, uh, and now I have an entire cabinet filled oh, with bring tea. It over. You remember, oh, yeah. and we talked about, I mean, the eye-opening Tivana experience. Tivana. Uh, the KOP, Girl, I went in there. Went oh, yeah. oh, same, I, uh, same deal. I was standing in line, and, I, and I'm, I'm ordering. You know, I didn't look at the prices. And, yeah, and, uh, yeah do, would, would you well, like, yeah. uh, you know, three ounces or five ounces or however much it was? I'm like, well, let's get to show me the, show me the, the, yeah. uh, the container. I'm like, well, let's do the, the five-ounce thing. Walks back over. Uh, that's $123. <laughs> and I'm like, and I told you, other people were standing in line behind me, and I'm like, Ah, uh, uh, of course it is. And uh, can you throw in some of those uh, those little uh, delightful little candies there too, please? I was so embarrassed. I didn't want to be embarrassed to say, ah, oh, no way, I'm not buying that. Should have done. What's that's, that behind and you? That stuff sat around at our house for like five years. Yeah. And tea will last. I it mean, will. It, it'll yeah, sit yeah. around long enough. So, so it did. We got our money's worth out of that, I guess. <laughs> you usually don't go buy your tea on the five year plan, though. So a study like this, apparently, about the, the tea and living longer, uh, well, they said it was published, by the way, Monday in the Annals of uh, Internal Medicine. They found the association held up for heart disease deaths, but there's no clear trend uh, for cancer deaths. Researchers weren't sure why, but it's possible there weren't enough cancer deaths uh, for any effect to show up. And they said a study like this, based on observing people's habits and health, can't provide cause and effect. It's just an observation. That's all it is. Uh, and they said observational Apple studies... <laughs> like this, always raise the question, is there something else about tea drinkers that makes them healthier? Uh, according to Marion Nessel, a professor of food studies at New York University. They say they also tend to wash their feet when they get home. Uh, Marion said, I like tea. <laughs> it's great summer. to drink. But a cautious interpretation seems like a good idea. <sighs> did you? What did you say? Only in the summer. Only in the summer is <laughs> when you wash your feet? Uh-huh. Well, that's when well it's going to be wrapping up soon, right? Yes, yeah. We're moving out of uh, summer washing feet season. Well, you don't. <laughs> we're almost into slipper season, guys. Come on. Washing feet season. Slipper season? <laughs> oh, my God. Slipper mm. season that goes with, like, hoodie season? It's the mm. best. Let's have a slipper party. Mm. Oh, my God. I'm, uh, I look at the weather app, and I'm like, man, I, like, today sort of seems like the last Mamie hot, hot and steamy day. I no. can't wait no, to get we're, past. We're going to be sweating in September. September. Well, and then, uh, you maybe know, for the weekend. Yeah. Then, I guess. yeah, but I get like I get antsy. I'm, I'm ready 
for it to be over. By the way, if you believe in any of it, the Farmer's Almanac is calling for a brutal winter this winter. Well, we I had saw nothing last year. I, so. I love that. It was I great. I love that with every ounce of my being. More of that. And then, if because if you want to get snow, you know where to go for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just not, please don't. Take not a here. trip. Go somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. I agree. Have some tea. Uh, oh, hang on a second. Let me go to, uh, speaking of tea, Christina uh, used to work at Tavon. Oh, wow. Hi, Christina. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Hey, do those places still exist? No, they were actually bought out by Starbucks oh, and okay. then um, eventually got phased out in terms of the stores. Okay, okay so you, I assume with what they were charging at Tavana that you retired early. And... <laughs> I wish. Um, no, it was actually, it was actually, um, uh, what do you call it? Like a wage job, but we also got a bonus Wow! if we met a sales, like, um, oh. like a level per day and then the store. Okay. Okay. So was, do you think Preston was massaged into his, uh, $150 tea yeah. purchase? That's actually, that was that would actually be kind of normal. We, okay. you know, because it was like a sales job, we would always try to essentially upsell. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so, you guys are good so, at it. Yeah, it was very, thank you. <laughs> it was very, um, very easy to do that, especially because with specific kinds of tea. And I still, I drink loose tea all the time. And so, like, when I go looking at prices, as well, like a lot of those prices are relatively like standard. Yeah, yeah I mean, listen, okay. uh, I, I again, I'm a regular tea drinker. I, I I just tend to default to to Lipton or Twinings or whatever. But the the uh, oh. yeah, <laughs> I, I like with, with the uh, with the the purest. Uh, yeah, it, it's easy for me. That's it's simple. Yeah, hey, you like what you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. But <laughs> <laughs> you got to have a little well, tea ball. Thank you, Christine. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm the same way with, with like beer, Steve. I, I like pretty generic beer, yeah. and then I get around like beer people. Yeah, and then I get kind of scoffed at a little bit. I'm like, that's what I am. I'm just having a Corona over here, having what I like. Captain Lipton's my man. He's my main man. All right. Well, we need to. That's the last order. We gotta we gotta close up shop, gang. Thank you for stopping by this morning, the connoisseur. Uh, let us take a break and remind you as we are taking a break, we have a chance for you to win a President Steve themed tattoo. Today is Tattoos Day. Floating World Tattoo and Piercing on South Street is given us a $350 gift certificate to give to you uh, to get some Preston and Steve Inc. So if you're interested, text the word tattoo to 39333. Coming back in a moment. The new and improved MMR app is out. It's faster, better organized, yet fully customizable to your liking. Start poking around now. If you want to know what's going on at MMR this week, select our featured section to show up in your app feed. Stay on top of what Jackson, Brent, and Jackie Bam Bam are up to and select their show pages. Plus, you can make sure you're ready to win in the next MMR contest or see our latest concert photos. Look for Marissa's App Hack videos to get the ultimate user experience. So update your app now and then customize it to make the new MMR app your app. Uh, list uh, came out. Uh, Steve passed this along to me, and it was on, I think it was in the U.K. There's so many of these things that, that come out a lot of times. They're like, this kind of stinks. But this one had some relevant stuff in it. 
uh, was on an episode of a show called This Morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's Dr. Sarah Kayat, who is uh, basically debunking some common health myths. Uh, so things that you may have heard over the years that you were supposed to do regularly um, that uh, that may not necessarily be all true. Uh, so almost the kind of thing your your mom would tell you as a kid, like you know, don't go swimming after eating, right. right? Yeah, stuff like that. So so something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, so we'll start with this one. This first one says you don't need to clean your ears. Uh, Doctor Mike has said this. According to Dr. Sarah, and we've heard this from uh, audiologists yes. and so on before. Uh, our ears are so beautifully self-cleaning. They have these little hairs that kind of pulsate and push out mm. the wax. And so you don't need to be shoving something in there to clean it out. I do anyway, though. Yeah, uh, I so got to clean my ears. Casey does it a lot. Yeah. You're, I, I see you almost every morning. It used to be every morning. It's not every morning now. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. Uh, I like to, it's like more of like an itch. Uh, that I'm scratching. You use a power washer, right? Yeah. yeah I, I kind of dry shouldn't. them out. Like, I, that's what I feel like. It's I, I'm not, like, mm-hmm. digging the Q-tip in there, but I hate if the ear is still wet. After I take a shower, that's what I do. I, that basically is a drying purpose. For, yeah, the same sort of thing. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not you know, pounding it in there with a ball-peen hammer. I'm, I'm so just... Are we not helping the wax build up? Like, like Doctor Mike would say, that you, you want the wax. You want the wax. Well, no, so. like so. I, but I just talked to somebody who had like wax build up and had to go to a doctor and have it right. removed. Yes. So, my thought was, okay, if you use a Q-tip, you're not going to lead to that. Is that not the case? I don't know. Well, they're saying you, the other odd thing is that you can be pushing it in when you do that as well. And like compacting yeah. it in there. So there may be other reasons why you end up with a with a, uh, a surplus of your wax, and mm-hmm. I don't know why. Hanging out with the wrong people. Yeah, that'll yeah, do yeah. it. Uh, Waxers, they no, call them. Or it might be there might be a certain kind of people are prone to that. I'm not really sure. Um, but she added that uh, every time you put a cotton bud in your ear, you risk damaging the small hairs and the lining of the skin, which can lead to infections. Mm-hmm. Uh, additionally, you may also accidentally perforate or burst uh, the eardrum. Uh, finally, she said, um, why you shouldn't explain all the wax, explaining we need earwax. The wax is good. It actually traps debris uh, that just kind of, you know, floats around in the air. Small animals, too. Yeah, you can stop those yeah. in its tracks. It's kind of like uh, a roach motel. It's like yeah. putting on a strip, like a, like a fly strip. Yeah. How often do you wear earplugs, Preston? Um, not that often. If I, um, like, uh, if I'm going to go to a concert or something like that, clearly I'm going to wear earplugs. You know, what, what I, uh, b- believe it or not, I wear them for, Nick, is when I go to Trinity and do the EPAT machine. Oh, yeah. I can get, yeah, I see that. It makes us tick, 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 yeah. tick, 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 here and there, but not that often. But I have them in my briefcase all the time, ready to go. Would you consider doing it like at a, if you went to a Flyers game or something like that? Would is that concert level or is that not no, quite there? No, that's okay. not concert level. I can handle a roar of the crowd for a little bit. It's like a sustained, really loud noise or a very high pitched, gotcha. like a siren or something Will like that. Put them I, in if, if a baby is cooing. No, not okay. a baby <laughs> cooing. Man, when the fire... Which, by the way, you know what we never did? We never played the baby being soothed by Metallica. Oh, audio. I'll do that in a second. Right. What were you going to say, Nick? The fire alarm here, fire alarm in the oh. building, oh, yes. is the, by far the worst I've ever experienced uh-huh. in my life. When we get the notice that there will be a fire alarm, and if I'm, uh, you know, conscious enough to remember <laughs> it when I come in the morning, because it's always uh, when there's hardly anybody in the office, yes. which will be us, you know, at 4.30 in the morning, 
I will take out my head, my, my earplugs, and I have them on a string, and I will lay them around my uh, neck yeah. at the ready. Well, because oh, one of them awful. is right in our office. Yeah. I'm right next yeah. to my desk. Yes. Yeah. It's painful. Yeah. Yeah. They it wanted really to hurts. make sure we were okay. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Get that show out of here. Yeah, we're going to yeah. put it right in their office. Oh, let me let me play the, the baby uh, uh, Metallica. Okay. Uh, sad but true. Here we go. Oh! Alexa, play Sad But True. Here's Sad But True by Metallica on Amazon Music. That's great. That's amazing. Uh, that's great. <laughs> that is really cool. All right. Uh, on to another thing. You don't need to have a period on the pill. Oh. Okay. Uh, Dr. Sarah says that you don't need to have a period. You have a good aim. If you're on the pill, adding that the bleeding at the end of 21 days is not a real period. So, well, you can, that's why a lot of people will they'll continue to take it. Like if they're going on vacation, if if it's supposed to fall on vacation or a time mm, where they don't want it, they will sort of force it. No, no, no. You skip it. You skip your. Period. You skip it. I uh, says so. If for any reason you don't want to have those seven days of bleeding, uh, you do not have to. She said, explaining that you oh, can have. Okay, I see what they're saying. You can have two packets back to back. I don't know what that means. So you take uh, they take sugar pills like in the. When they're going to get their period, so you can skip those pills and continue to take your birth control, so that you don't get your period. Okay, I don't. So it's like a placebo, is it not? What do we, wait, hold on. <laughs> Explain it to well, us. What, what, what is the pill? We what, don't have lady it, parts. Yeah. What does it do? Why? Why does it keep you from getting a period? It well, it doesn't. It it regulates so you can't get pregnant. So right. it's it's mimic. So you're still bleeding. You can still bleed <laughs> once a month. But what I was saying was, is Vagina. you can continue to take. So there's one week where you're just taking. Yeah, I'm aware of that. You don't even have to take those if if you don't want okay. to. Okay, right. But you but if say you didn't want to get your period, you're going on vacation. You you're getting married. You have a wedding. There was a reason you didn't want to uh, menstruate that that month. You can continue to take your pill, and it wouldn't happen. What I don't, what I, I'm not following is why would continuing to take that pill keep you from getting your period? I don't understand. What does it do? It's con- it's controlling. I, I don't. It keeps the egg from forming. Yeah, like it, it okay. it's regulated. Yeah, it's regulated. There's a lot of ways that okay. I, I just don't know these things that women can skip their period. They're... So vaginas kind of scare me <laughs> a little bit. Vagina. So, I'll tell you, see how scary it sounds. I will tell you this: uh, the the birth control will be prescribed for um, in some cases for acne control and things of that nature yeah, as well. A variety of yeah. things. Yeah, like uh, yes, uh, we we had that in my house for yeah. reasons other than birth control. Right. Uh, the pill being taken for sure. Uh, she says you could take the pill for three months and then have a period if that's what you prefer. Or if you definitely want a period every month, but you think, actually, I don't like seven days, cut it down, she says. Okay. All right. So it says, I'm trying to find the actual explanation for you. It says it usually stops the body from ovulating. All right. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll pretend like I know exactly what that is. <laughs> oh, you don't know what that means. Okay, never mind. All right, so, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I hear of ovulating, and I know that that's when it's ripe to get That's pregnant. when the stork right, comes. Right. But that's when the stork arrives. <laughs> that's when the egg But drops. I never really have looked exactly into what's going on in a woman's body during those uh, 
those phases. All right, phases. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think when you're ovulating, the egg gets into a position where it's most likely to be fertilized. That's my understanding. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Here's another. Here's another thing. They just dropped. Uh, you don't need to bring your down your child's fever, is according to the doctor. Breaking up a myth here. Yeah, I know. Huh. That uh, seems weird to me. Doctor says said, I always say, treat the child, not the fever. A fever is there as a response for our body to fight an infection. And so, if you reduce that fever, then you may limit your body's ability to fight it as quickly. What's the saying? Starve your child, move and start another family? <laughs> there you go. That's it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Wait, she... like, like to give them medicine to bring it down? Like, just let it be there? Let it run its course. Oh. That the fever is a protecting yeah. measure. Yeah. It's doing what it's supposed to be doing. But at some point, it can get dangerous. Yeah, yeah would you like 114? Mm-hmm. Uh, she noted that if your child is distressed or unwell, you should try and make them feel better. But she reiterated, I think it's just really important to look at your child rather than the number. What if you're like, if you're hot-blooded? Should you check it and see? Check it and mm-hmm. see. Oh, well, if you have anything over 103, okay. then that's yeah, bad. Alright, <laughs> now I, you're going to have to explain this to me. Because number four says verrucas don't need to be treated. That is uh, if you are at the chocolate factory? Yes. Okay. And you have a really bratty daughter? <laughs> right. You do not need to treat her. Uh, is that like varicose veins and stuff? I or think, is that how you, how do you spell? No, I, I thought it was varicose. I think it actually means virus. I don't know. Yeah, it says, according to the health expert, verrucas. Oh, okay. Oh. Although unpleasant are just viruses. Warts and verrucas are small lumps on the skin that most people have at some point in their life, is according to you. I guess I kind of pulled this up on... That's funny. I always thought it was just a kid's name, but a verruca, mm-hmm. it goes on to describe what a horrible person she was. Like a she wart. was like a wart. <laughs> <laughs> and would a, would a verruca salt treat the wart? I don't know. Is that where that you know the, comes from? Do you know that warts are like a bit of a complete mystery, medical yes. mystery? Like they're not really sure why some of them form, and sometimes you can't get rid of they're them. They're baby fairies. They're very strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, as we know, our body is able to get rid of viruses by themselves. For some people, it might just take a couple of months. Other people, it can take years. And if they're really frustrating you, or if they're really frustrating you, and of course, you can do treatments, but you don't have to. They will go away by themselves eventually in most people. I had a ward on my arm. It, it probably came around uh, my late teens and like hung around to like my early twenties. Right. Yeah. And it was just and here. then it moved. Well, it, it, it like fell off. Like I, I, I like yeah. ripped it off. Is that with not some, weird? And it never bled or anything. I, I used to get them on my hands, my fingers. Yeah. Like not, not like. Did you get a remover? Them, but like one or two. Yeah. Which is like compound W. Yeah. Or have them frozen off as right. well, which kind of hurts, but um, let it yeah, go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, frozen. Nice. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're a bit of a... Let it go. Let it go. A bit of a mystery. Uh, all right. Here's another <laughs> medical myth that this doctor is debunking. You don't need to drink eight glasses of water a day. Well, Dr. Sarah pointed out that it's important to stay hydrated. She described the number eight as a completely arbitrary number. I drink a lot of water. Uh, I uh, I mean, um, at one point I was drinking so much water that I was told that I was drinking too much and that I was flushing my system of potassium. Mm. Uh, she said, I can't find any evidence to say why everybody should be drinking eight glasses a day specifically. Dr. Sarah added that other factors will affect how much water you need, including how hot your environment is. So if you are hot-blooded, check it and see. You sure. need to check it and see. Yeah. Uh, all right, number Come on, s- baby. Number Why's six, 
is watching the TV in the dark is not bad for your eyes. That's what I've always heard, that it was bad to watch TV in the dark. Wait, oh, really? I, I do it all the time. I never heard that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we were always told it that. It gives you anal cancer. Oh, stop. That's how I prefer to watch TV at night. Like, when I'm watching TV and somebody comes and turns the light on, I'm like, turn out that light! But you use it to I'm go trying to, to pleasure myself. <laughs> <laughs> you also go to bed that way, too, right? So, like, at what point uh, is the transition for you, like... If somebody came in and flipped the light on, mm-hmm. that's going to wake you up, right? No. No? <laughs> no Do you, Nick? Not. Do you watch TV? With- I, no, no, no. At night, I, if I'm watching TV, it'll keep me up. Casey uh, uses it to go to bed, which I totally understand. I but I, I, No, I can't either. I need the, the white noise, the fan, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. the air conditioning going, whatever. But I can't watch TV at night and stay Boy, awake. You and I could sleep together. I mean, we should. Well. Well. We really should. so hard. friend to you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, what get to you yet? Uh, so, watching TV in the dark, he says, despite many people thinking that watching TV in the dark is bad for their eyes, Dr. Sarah says this is not the case. She said, you can get temporary changes to your eyes, you can get eye strain, but all these things are temporary changes, and so it's not going to cause any permanent damage. So, it's changes. Yes. <laughs> so, you can find a song for every one of these things. We probably could. Is there a song called Skin Tag? No, uh, but number seven says you can drink alcohol on certain antibiotics. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy's heard the news. She's been waiting. She's been waiting yeah. for some news. I was going with this one, but waiting's good, too. Um, Dr. Zara said it's generally better for you not to drink while yes. you're taking antibiotics as alcohol can inhibit your immune system. However, she said... That most of the common antibiotics we take don't interact with alcohol. That's why I think most pharmacies should have a bartender mm. just to let you know what you can drink. What pairs well with what, what pairs you're taking. Well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, people worry that medication will become less effective if they drink. It's not the case, she said, noting that people uh, should raise any uh, queries with their doctor about that. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a risky proposition, you know, and you should be, probably just better to err on the side of not yeah. You know, mm-hmm. wait a little bit. Unless you're Kathy and you just need to get hammered quickly. <laughs> All right, how about this? Cracking joints doesn't cause arthritis. Heard that forever. Uh, despite the enduring myth that uh, cracking your, your, your knuckles, your joints doesn't cause arthritis, this is not the case according to the doctor. She said people think it's the joints and bones rubbing against each other causing the noise, but it's actually just a little play bit of... Play it now, play <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Crackling Rosie. <laughs> But it's actually just a bit of gas, believe it or not. Oh. A bubble of gas in between the joints. I I can't when somebody cracks their knuckles. Oh, so I cannot stand it like it's like nails on a chalkboard for me. Parker, my son, cracks his all the time and loud. Oh. They're really loud ones. I used to be a regular knuckle cracker. I, I'm still yeah, I can there do it a, a little bit, but I mean, I also did the ones where you pull. No, 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 uh, no. I know, no, right? And for no, a while, I, I, I liked that, and now the thought of doing it, Kathy. Uh, sometimes, if I, you're I doing care for it. a lot of work and you're very, you know, you're doing yard work or whatever, yeah. I, I'll, you'll just do that because it, everything gets tightened up and clamped up. So it doesn't make like I always thought it not arthritis, but just like enlarged knuckles. Mm-mm. When you crack your knuckles, it kind of pops out, and it's not damaging your joints. Obviously, if you're getting any pain, swelling, or anything at the same time, then it can be something serious. But boner yeah, alert. yeah, you there's, boner. there's this little bit of uh, gas uh, that forms in there, and it's that being let out essentially oh, so of, that, of that little pocket. It's like that scene in the in the uh, the, the Dark Knight Rises, you know, where his doctor's saying you, you basically have bone on bone because he's done so much damage to us, and that's 
it's that eventually that'll do it. Not 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 popping your knuckles, right? Yeah, the other reasons for arthritis and age is a big part of that. So, uh, and then the last one, I think, on you this, skipped one. I did. Yeah, the top of the page. The top of the page. Uh, of that page. They, top of the page to you. Yeah, number eight. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Thank you, Casey. Uh, number eight. I skipped that. Mm-hmm. Um, being cold won't give you a cold. You hear that all the time. You'll you, it, be, Bundle up. You'll catch your death of cold. You'll be as cold as ice. But the question is, are you willing to sacrifice? <laughs> You're as cold as ice. You're willing to Although many people believe that going outside... Foreigner was really should have been given a, a right. medical degree. Going outside uh, can, in cold weather can give you a cold. This is untrue, according to the doctor. She said going outside in cold weather does not... Uh, does not going to be why you get... Is not going to be why you're getting a cold. You need there to be... You need there to be a virus. Jesus, this is written horrible. It's horrible. There needs to be a virus there to actually get a cold. So just being in a cold environment isn't the reason you catch cold. However, man, I have had experiences where I have gone out into cold or wet weather. More specifically, I remember playing golf and being out in the rain. And this was in Florida. And it it was, uh, you know, it was like November or something like that. So it it was cooler at the time. But it rained. We were out in the rain. Came back. Next day, I was... Sick. I mean, flat out sick. 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 Um, um, but so I correlated it with that. Totally. Yes. But there is something I. I Your husband is sick. There's something I, I think that it can bring out. I think what it does, it wears down your resistance your because what's happening is because you're sick. You're sick. What happens is that you are your 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 body is expending more energy to stay warm or whatever that makes you perhaps more susceptible to an to a virus, and that's there that's has, what causes it. But simply being out in the cold will not give you a cold. There has to it has to be something like that because yeah. I I had a similar experience. I was outside. Were you weakened because of the the elements? I mean, I guess I was outside. It was just cold. It, it was not raining, and I was stuck outside. I couldn't get into the car was locked, and I couldn't get into a house. And I was outside probably for like about an hour, maybe hour and fifteen minutes. And next day, Preston, same thing. I yeah. was, I had a cold. I was sick. Yeah. So I don't know. I correlated it with syphilis. that too. Was anybody outside <laughs> waiting for a girl like you? <laughs> That's nice. I love it. <laughs> With syphilis? Syphilis. So sick. Well, got not, syphilis. Not, not Bad news for you, no. Mr. Romano. You have syphilis. You should not have waited outside. Mm. All right. We don't have... I'm waiting for... Oh, okay. Oh, Sorry about that. I've been waiting for a girl like you to come into my life. Wait! Hi! No. Oh, right here waiting. <laughs> we do have Richard Marks. That's oh. good. Yeah, he's an intern. One last uh, thing on this list. Uh, these are myths, medical myths. Myths. Have been debunked. Yeah. Been, medical uh, science. With something setting it on the ear, which you shouldn't clean, by the way. Uh, it's the five second rule isn't real. Oh. <laughs> oh. Nicely. <laughs> That's my favorite one thus far. This is take five. Well done. The Dave Brubeck, yeah. Oh, so if something drops on the floor, should eat it. You whether it's three seconds or two seconds, and you eat it, you could get sick you as a dog. Get syphilis. <laughs> I've never heard of this song. Before. It's Aerosmith. <laughs> I'm 
sick as a dog. <laughs> Ignore the five-second rule. Oh, Drop never... my bagels. <laughs> I don't know this Aerosmith song. So is that what it is? We, we I was standing in the kitchen. <laughs> you can't pick it up and eat it? So, uh, back to this. Yes, according to the five-second rule, food dropped on the floor is okay to consume as long as you pick it up within that time frame. But as Dr. Sarah explained, it's not quite true. She said, yes, the longer the food is on the floor, the more likely it's going to get in contact with bacteria. Yes. But it's there for, if it's there for even just a second, it's likely going to get some germs. I've I've always thought that was one of the more light and loose rules. In fact, everyone sort of jokingly laughs if they, you know. Yeah, yeah. The five-second rule doesn't hold up medically. I mean, yeah, you still, you can... You can get it with less on it. If the, the longer it sits there, more chance of, of some stuff coming on it. But Kathy, if you're if you just buttered toast, right, and you're standing there in the kitchen and you drop it, and the buttered part flips over onto the genitals of a street hooker, okay, <laughs> five Listen, five seconds. The five second rule does not apply in my house. I have two white cats, and if anything drops anywhere, there's cat hair on it. So, I believe that. So yeah, nope, no, it's goes true. In the trash. I right. believe that. All right, a couple little medical myths. Interesting. Thought I'd pass those along. We do need to take a break and come back in a moment. We got some bizarre file stories. I think you'll enjoy them, so make sure you stay close and, close and don't forget Ted Tuesday. Text word Ted Tuesday 39333. We'll be back in a moment. Who serves up the best burger in Philly? Taste for yourself. Philly Burger Bro is back. Round one, fight. So get off your buns and come sample the region's meat you can't beat. From traditional to gourmet to, whoa, what's on that one? Come stuff your grill with unlimited burger bites. Sunday, October 23rd. Outdoors at Xfinity Live with cold beer and live music. Benefiting Philly Parks and Rec's at-risk teen initiative. And Philly School District's after-school programming. Ticket info's up at WMMR.com. Don't miss Philly Burger Brawl 2022 at Xfinity Live. I do love the taste of a good burger. Mm. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks to your taste buds. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you by Dry Tech Waterproofing Solutions. You can protect your home from water damage, cracks in your foundation, and mold with Dry Tech Waterproofing Solutions. Uh, Preston and Steve listeners get 15% off when you mention our show. So go to drytechcorp.com for information. All right, how about this, man? Two rowdy pilots have been suspended after getting into a mid-flight brawl in the cockpit. Oh, my God. (laughs) The Air France pilots reportedly exchanged blows after one refused to follow orders on the flight from Geneva to Paris. Guess who sucks? You do. Shortly after takeoff, one of the pilots reportedly slapped the other one after a disagreement. What? The pair then grabbed each other by the collar before one of them chucked their briefcase in the face of the other one. Like, they're throwing down, man. (laughs) It's another pilot. Flight attendants heard the blazing row from the cabin and stepped in to split them up. That's Full Metal Jacket yeah, in yeah. French, isn't it? Yes. Autant dire que tu m'as pas convaincu. Fais-moi voir ta vraie gueule de guerrier. 
Tu me fais pas peur, travaille-moi ça. Chef, oui, chef. <laughs> It's like he's saying chef, yes, chef. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> nice job, Casey. Thank you, sir. Uh, so flight attendants had to uh, step in. A member of the cabin crew is actually forced to spend the rest of the flight sitting behind the pilots oh to stop God. them from fighting again. Oh. A spokesperson for Air France described the cockpit You're a bad pilot! as totally inappropriate behavior. You're uh, acting like babies. Uh, the airline confirmed that there was a dispute with an exchange of inappropriate gestures during the incident on the Airbus A320. He said that wasn't a good pilot. Uh, but they said the incident ended quickly without affecting either the conduct or safety of the flight, which continued normally. Uh, and the pilots have been suspended, and they are being investigated. Royal Canadian Mounted Police and other agencies are investigating after an exorcism and other activity allegedly took place at a children's Bible camp near Saskatoon. Oh, a Saskatoon exorcism is top level. In addition to the uh, alleged exorcism conducted earlier this summer, it's unclear how the man in question was approved to work with the kids at the Redberry Bible Camp. On the man's own Facebook page, he details a recent lengthy history of pornography and drug addiction, uh-huh. domestic violence, and firing from his previous job as a camp counselor. An investigation is underway on into two reports of an incident involving a staff member and a preteen boy. So the power of Christ compels you, eh? Uh, incident of the incident allegedly took place inside one of the camp's cabins, where two witnesses reported a child was in medical distress, lying on the floor, bleeding from the nose, Jeez. making sounds and twitching. The exact age of the boy is not known, but some children went to go get help. They came back with the staff member. The complainants reported that the man decided to perform an exorcism on the child as the other children watch. His kid's probably having a seizure. Yeah, over here. yeah. It's, it's got to un- be possessed. It's unclear how long the ceremony lasted, but at the end, the complainants say that the man told the children that he got rid of his demon, that it possessed the child. He then handed his business card to each one of the children. You're going to want to keep that. And he told the children that they had to stay in contact with him for the rest of their lives because only he knew how to ward off the demon that they had all encountered. Some of the children were so terrified, they called their parents. Even though the six-day camp was less than half over, (laughs) the parents took their children home that night and the following morning, and the agencies were notified about that. Uh, but this, some of this seems suspicious to me. Uh, so immediately they suspended the guy, and they're trying to figure out what the story trying is. Trying to help some kids. And why he did that. That is just messed up. What the hell century are we living in? Uh, exactly. Frontier exorcist. Yeah. All right, now this is a, this, this is a nice story. This is kind of a sweet. Not, not a Saskatoon exorcist. This is a sweet story. And uh, by the way, I wrote down as a band name, uh, Saskatoon Bible Camp okay. <laughs> is the name of a, of a band. Uh, so, a guilt-ridden footballer, meaning soccer, this is in, uh, this story is in England. Uh, he organized a rematch between two primary schools, and that would be grade schools. Yes. Uh, 50 years after he scored a dubious equalizer to help clear his conscience. So, there was some sort of question about yes. the outcome, and they want to do it the right way. Oh, and he he cheated. He flat he out cheated. He flat out cheated. Son really? of a bitch. I think he cheated, or he got away with something, and he didn't, he didn't call himself on it. So, Graham Jones, a former Royal Navy training instructor, admitted shoving a goalkeeper with his hands on the ball... 
five yards over the goal line to earn a controversial draw in a match played in September 1972. Mr. Jones, who is now 60, said he was determined to put right a wrong when he learned of the result lasting Im- the result's lasting impact on his aggrieved local rivals and spent 18 months assembling the same lineup from the Gayton Primary School team who took on St. Peter's C of E school, Cough E. Ah. Mr. Jones' former P.E. teacher, Alan Jones, who had awarded his team their contentious equalizer, was given the honor of observing the coin toss before officiating the match for the first five minutes of play on Saturday. The teams recreated an old squad photo that appeared in a local paper when they were 10 years old, and after the 60-minute match, Mr. Jones' rivals finally settled the score with a 6-2 win at Heswall Football Club's ground. And he stated, as I said before, if we lose, we lose. And I wanted to turn a wrong into a right. It was very, very surreal to do the official photo as we wanted to capture it more than, more or less exactly as it was at school 50 years apart. That's wild. And when we walked onto the pitch, we formed up and in our original positions as well. Mr. Jones came up with the idea for the match during the first lockdown in 2020 after fighting his old team portrait. So he just wanted to make good on that. This, have you ever seen the movies, uh, the Up movies, where they get the kids, the British kids at 7, 14, 21? Yeah. I've seen clips of yeah, it. Yeah, it's amazing. This puts me in mind of that. This reminded me of that movie with uh, Robin Williams and uh, Kurt Russell. Best of times. Best of times. I love that. It was, it was, a, it was a high school yeah. football and thing they, the rivalry. that plagued him for his entire life, and he set up a rematch of the yeah. whole deal. It was a pretty cute movie. All right, and then uh, finally, we will end with one more story. Let's go with this one. Um, it's a safe bet that most Americans don't know that there's a mountain in Oregon with a very questionable name, Swastika Mountain. Oh, that's bad. Uh, but it's apparently not going to have that name for much longer. Oregon resident Joyce McLean. Zahid's alive! <laughs> this is sound of music! Learned about the name of the mountain near Eugene earlier this year after uh, news that two hikers needed to be rescued from it. Uh, she- Eugene! <laughs> <laughs> That's how they call the, call the cops. <laughs> That's the rescue helicopter. Uh, <laughs> she filed paperwork with the Oregon Geographic Names Board to change the name, beginning the process for it to happen sometime next year. Swastika Mountain was given the name in the early 1900s when the swastika was seen as a symbol of good fortune or well-being before Adolf Hitler went and ruined it all. Right, right. Uh, and the peak is expected to be renamed Mount Halo. They went with that instead of Bloody Anal Polyp. Yes. Uh, and this will be named after Chief Halito, who once led uh, the Ancala Kalapuya tribe in the reason, region. Okay. So they're going to change it over. From and- Swastika Mountain. Yes, to Halo Mountain. All right. And there you go. That is what I have in the Bizarre File for you. All right. We're going to take another break. We'll come back in a second. We got stuff to give away. And yeah. you need to know a thing or two about today's. Program you had to have been listening. It's called a lesson question. We have trash and music news coming up too, so stay with us. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address uh, on on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football is back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2023 Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopinandWin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. 
Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Killers and a great song, excuse me, Caution on 93.3 WNMR. And uh, Nick was just pulling up their social media. And uh, Lindsey Buckingham uh, performed with them on stage. Uh, Lindsay, of course, of uh, Fleetwood Mac, and we have a little clip of that. Yes. I haven't heard it. Is the audio any good? It's pretty good. You know, so many of these things are recorded on people's cell phones, Mm -hmm. so you get what you get, but it's pretty cool. Here we go. not Lindsay singing, is I it? I don't think so. No. There you go. That sounded like him at the end there. Okay, cool. Nice. Getting together. It's a great song. A collab, if you will. Let's collab. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. uh, Today, we ask a lesson question, and we give away a $50 Dunkin' gift card for the correct answer. And I think we are going to go with this. After the success of uh, If I Fell from the Beatles, what endorsement song did they work into their repertoire? All right. So for what company? Did they do an endorsement for after the success of If I Fell? We were talking about music therapy at that time. It's amazing. And great harmonies. And we didn't know that they did it for this company. 215263WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. After the success of If I Fell, what endorsement song did the Beatles work into their repertoire? 215263WMMR. Call now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Sequoia Outback. If your deck of patio is in need of a refresh, go see our friends at Sequoia Outback on Route 309 in Hatfield. Shop their end-of-season sales going on now. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Netflix canceling the series Resident Evil after just one season. The streaming giant plans on replacing the series with Resident Community, in which Manny attempts to get a wheelchair ramp outside the bingo hall. Ezra Miller reportedly Sorry. that's okay. Ezra Miller reportedly took a meeting with Warner Brothers in an effort to make sure his movie The Flash gets released. The very troubled Miller reportedly suggested that The Flash complete a 12-step program in 0.04 seconds. Yeah. Hey. And finally Charlie Sheen has decided to settle his lawsuit with an ex-girlfriend who claimed he exposed her to HIV. The plaintiff known as Jane Doe says she knew she'd made a mistake when Sheen Seaman actually began to smoke crack. Oh. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood <laughs> All right, we're looking for this answer after the success of If I Fell. What endorsement song did the Beatles work into their repertoire? 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to Mike, see if we can get the answer. Hey, Mike, good morning. Morning, guys. All right, Mike, what did they work into their repertoire? Stay Flight Replay. <laughs> Stay Flight Replay. Well done. Wasn't even a requirement. Way to go, Mike. We're going to give you a $50 Dunkin' gift card. It's time to go to our uh, teachers. It's time. It's go time for our teachers. 
And Duncan is brewing up the perfect way to say thank you on Thursday. What exactly is it? It's go time. Okay. Uh, local educators will receive a free medium hot or iced coffee at participating Duncan restaurants. Price and participation may vary. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. I can't do it because the machine's down. Up. All right. That's all right. I'll I play it for you halfway through. It'll come as a shock, but you'll hear it and you'll be surprised. Some stories. I think I just have two, maybe three here uh, to pass along. So the band, Buck Cherry, is going to start recording their 10th studio album on November 4th. Uh, according to the band's Facebook page, singer Josh Todd and guitarist Stevie DeCaney, or DeCaney, 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 will head to Nashville. Hey, DeCaney. To finish the writing process for the head in the studio. The album is currently slated for a 2023 release. Hey, do you have a quick second? Yeah. <laughs> and there it is. Now it's complete. Yeah. That's great. Metallica has announced its Helping Hands concert and auction for December 16th. Uh, the band's All Within My Hands nonprofit foundation uh, was launched in 2017 to help create sustainable communities by tackling the issues of hunger and workforce education and encouraging volunteerism. Hmm. Uh, the first concert was held in 2018. In addition to acoustic versions of some of Metallica's classic songs, the band performed covers of tunes from Deep Purple, Nazareth, Blue Esther, Cult, and Bob Seger. How long before your dad is in an RV following the band on tour? <laughs> well, he is going to be a roadie for him, so should all work out nicely. <laughs> uh, the four band members are joined by a quartet of backing musicians who provided additional percussion, keyboard, strings, and vocal harmony. The event raised $1.3 million dollars which went to food banks and cities that the band played on its then-current world-wired tour and carefully selected community colleges throughout the country. So they said in a statement, we are excited to announce the date of our third Helping Hands uh, concert and auction. Uh, it will be in Los Angeles, December 16, 2022, a very special show. And it has been a few years since we connected in person for this unique event, so we want to get it on your calendar now. And we're excited to share all the amazing things this foundation has accomplished, and we are inspired to look forward to or look toward the future. Of course, we'll cap it all off with a full night of live music, and we hope you'll join us for the celebration. Keep watching this site for our social and our socials for more details. Uh, the next perform on the twenty fourth at uh, September twenty fourth at Central Park uh, Global Citizen Festival is taking place, and then finally, according to an unconfirmed fan report. Bruce Springsteen may be prepping a surprise soul covers collection for release before the end of the year. Surprise! <laughs> Subtle. Don't tell anyone, but I'm going to be doing a soul collection. Uh, the boss-centric none. The boss-centric none but the brave. Can you hear yourself in my echo? I can actually. Yes, I can. Hey. Hey! Who's that way back there? Hey. Is that Preston doing music news? Hey, boss! I'm back here! Could you come up here and dance for me like Courtney Cox? All right, hang on, I'll be right there. I'm almost having done Hey, how you e doing, bros? Even though we're just dancing in the dark, man. <laughs> so, uh, the. Kathy, <laughs> Did that go over there? Yeah. What a bummer that chick is. <laughs> The bum on that chick? Is that oh, what, what a bummer that chick is. Oh, oh, yes. I got the bum on that chick. <laughs> Bruce is an ass man. Absolutely. Didn't know that. Nine ways to Sunday. 
<laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, I've always yeah. wondered about yeah. that. Six ways from Sunday, yeah. nine ways to Saturday, whatever. Yeah. Wednesday's Sunday, Carvel. Yeah. So this is on a, a podcast that said, as we mentioned on the last episode about rumblings of a new Springsteen release, those rumblings have gotten much louder, and we expect Bruce to release a soul covers record this fall. A small number of shows to promote it are also expected, so count us in as intrigued. Is Bruce still doing that podcast with uh, Obama, with President Obama? Was that was that his podcast that Obama came onto, or were they doing like a few chapters together? I thought it was together? both of us. Okay. Together. Bruce's one and only other covers collection was 2006's We Shall Overcome the Seeger Sessions. And the set peaked at number three on the Billboard 200 and snagged the Grammy Award for that year's best traditional folk album. Did you ever see Springsteen's, um, the Netflix added up for a while, the, the Broadway show? No. Uh-oh. It was actually, so I, I love earlier Bruce a lot more, uh, but... Um, I thought it was really well done. It was kind of a nice, you know, a, a, a look back at his life, and it was punctuated with his music, and it was yep. well done. Yeah, I would like to see it. Uh, finally, just a reminder, back to school A to Z. We've mentioned this several times, how excited we are about it. It's this Thursday. It starts with Jackie Bam Bam, 7 p.m. So don't miss any of it. Uh, and you can follow along on WMMR.com and see the list of songs and all that good stuff as it is rolling out. So what's the, the what's the big conflict here? You were mentioning so Bill's oh, studio. Yeah. Well, Jackie Bam Bam's going to kick everything off, and, and he's got Bill in one ear telling him to stick to the list, and then he'll have Pierre call him, telling him, you got to play 2,000 miles. That sounds like Dr. Bill Mike. Bill's shaking his head. That did sound like Dr. Mike. Rico Suave. Rico Suave. By the way, Bill's in the corner of the studio right now rolling his eyes. Ah, come on. Well, no matter what happens... It's a musical adventure, and <sighs> we so love we love doing it. And uh, I think uh, I think the listeners respond to how much fun it is overall, and how much fun we're having as as the jocks here back at the station. A no other station would do it. No, and uh, B no other station would have the wherewithal to do it. Yeah. I mean, we have a huge library of music. F them. So suck it. Yeah, this is our thing. All right, suck it. Yeah, <laughs> even Bruce agrees. Uh, so that's music news. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Letter a day for the word of the week. When we return, stay down. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's, it's not fancy. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. A toasty Tuesday morning. It's going to be toasty. Yeah, 93 is what they're calling for, but the humidity levels are pretty damn high. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be toasty. Expect uh, sweat to be part of the equation today if your outdoor activities are going to be, I don't know, if you're going to get up and moving around outside, you might uh, be dealing with that a tad bit. Now, we do have some thunderstorms uh, coming later on tonight, and hopefully that's going to 
bring some relief with it, and it does look that way. 87, the high tomorrow, sunshine 86 on Thursday. Pretty much the same thing on Friday as well. Sunshine all those days. And Everyone's then, brown lawn needs the... Yeah. Needs some, oh some rain, yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, when we just haven't been getting very much. It's all there is to it, so... It's crazy, yeah. yeah. But um, uh, I... <laughs> The great thing is, is that you get the thunderstorms and the lightning and everything because a cold front is coming through to cool everything down. Uh, so we need to give away a prize. It's Tattoos Day today, so let's give away a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. We're going to give it to Case is that Roaming. How do you say that last name? Dan Roaming? Romig, yes. Romig, I'm sorry. Dan Roaming! Hey! Hey! Uh, Dan is from Pottstown. Pottstown! He, he, he's our winner. All right. Uh, and so we give him the $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And you can check them out. They're at 1729 South Street. In they do Phil- great work. In Philadelphia. And if you want to see their samples, visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at floatingworldtattoos. So congratulations to you, sir. Um, and then the other thing we need to do, no guests on the program today, so I don't need to go through a list of thank yous. Oh, I'll remind you, we have a new Daily Rush video. It's called Ronald Reagan's Happy Day Cam- <laughs> Happy Days Cameo. I love it. Uh, Anson Williams is running for mayor and received an endorsement from one of his Happy Days co-stars, Ronald Reagan. And I guess his uh, uh, sit on it is his campaign <laughs> slogan. You can be the first to see the new Daily Rush videos. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can watch us streaming online as well every day. Sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. Learn more at Xfinity.com. You know, we have a, a wide age range of people that listen to the show, and it's always funny when you have some somebody who you know falls well outside of <laughs> who should, who would have no idea who Potsy was. Oh, yeah. But they, they know it through the show. Or James Mason. Right. Yeah. Or these weird references that we make. Yep. Uh, we need to do the letter of the day, Case. I got you. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. T as in Tattoos Day. Perfect. And we are going to set somebody up with our Word of the Week prize, which happens to be a trip for two to see Bush, Allison, Chains, and Breaking Benjamin. They're going to be at uh, in West Palm Beach, Florida, Saturday, October 1st, and that includes round-trip airfare and two nights hotel. So we'll give that away on Thursday. Just two more letters to go, mm. by the way. I would like to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve radio program is brought to you today by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors, Acme, the official grocery store of the Preston and Steve Show. Also brought to you by Duncan. The Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan and... Uh, Sunoco with the new Sunoco Go Rewards app. When you fuel, you save. Download the app to start saving. Tomorrow on our program, a Wednesday, Fox Good Day, Secret Text Word, and Tom Hopper will be on the show. Yeah, he's um the the ape guy on uh, um Umbrella Academy. Oh, oh we've had him. Yeah, so he plays um, uh, Luther. Luther. Yeah, Luther. excellent. He's great. And he was in Game of Thrones. Yes. Stuff, yeah, so yeah, yeah. That'd be nice. All right, that's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Pierre is in next. Preston and Steve, 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the map. Santa's got to go. There are many moments that make home sweet home. 
So when it's your time to find a home, get started at wellsfargo.com slash your time. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage is a division of Wells Fargo Bank, N.A., NMLSR, ID 399801, Equal Housing Lender. 